Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, are you ready for the first ever Sagely Stage Stooges Halloween podcast? We take you all the way from the pioneering works of Edgar Allan Poe to the misty streets of Silent Hill. We've got clowns, aliens, spiders, rich white people, and creepy sex monsters. And I'm not just talking about the Catholic priests. Take a seat and listen. If you dare! <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck was that? Stooges are back. My name is Steven. I'm joined by Josh. Yes. Chris. No, you need spooky. I want to suck your blood. And Grady. Hello. Boo. <laughs> that wasn't even that creepy, Grady. This is the best month. That was just this sexy. Is the best month. Halloween's best Welcome month. Welcome to our first October podcast. October's best month. It's not October 1st, but it is the first podcast no. in October. Correct. Correct. Jesus. And today we're going to be talking about spooky things. Specifically? Specifically, spooky stuff. Spooky things. Uh, so yeah, we really couldn't decide on like a particular media that we wanted to focus on, so we did basically all of them. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Edgar Allan Poe. Duh. Um, Stephen King's It. Mostly the book, a little bit the movie. The Jordan Peele-directed movie Get Out. Alien, both the first movie and the newest game. Isolation. And Silent Hill 2. Correct. That's nice. not yeah. That's not the second. Uh, uh, never mind. Not that's the movie. Not, We're not, not talking yet. about the Silent Hill movies. They don't exist. Those don't exist. Yeah, those, those do not exist. Yeah. Yes. They, they do not exist. Like their existence is fictional. Correct. Not that they're fictional. <laughs> they're their not their existence fiction, is scary <laughs> in, in itself. Their existence is a work of fiction. <laughs> yeah. We should have All talked right. about their existence so that we could spook people. Let's start with Udgar Allan Purr. Udgar Allan Purr is someone I don't know much about. <laughs> uh, I do know a little bit about Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, he was born uh, in 1809. And um, he is... Old. Yeah, he's, well, he didn't get very old, actually. He died in uh, 1849, so it's like 40 well, years. He's old now. Well, he's... It is uh, older works of... <laughs> <laughs> horror fiction yes what well, what were the circumstances surrounding his his death the cause of his death is unknown uh, and has been seriously uh or variously attributed to alcohol uh, something called brain congestion congested should have taken some mucinex man brain congestion is not a thing but wait 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 brain... speaking of which what is this podcast brought to you by spook ease there you go it helps ease your spooks it helps your yeah. spooks Helps, when you're helps spooping. the spooks. Take some spook keys. <laughs> yep. Not made up. Not made up. No, That's real. It's real. Look, it up. Look it up. Yeah, so Poe had a, had a rough Steven, childhood. Steven, make that website real quick before this goes live. Make a what? <laughs> a website. All right, yeah, hang on. <laughs> Go for it. I've only got a week. Yeah. Continue. Okay, Spoopy. cool. So uh, 
Poe was uh, born in Boston in the U.S., you know, like I said, in 1809. Which uh, is the worst sin. His father abandoned the family when he was one, <laughs> and his mother died the following year. So nice. he had a rough start to his life, which may have been... Good thing he can't remember it. Part of the reason, yeah. Well, that could well, until, pause, you know, he or, was growing up in foster homes and orphanages. Because some of the, the drugs and alcohol abuse that happened later in his life. But uh, he um, kind of got on board with the uh, more macabre and mystery uh, ideas um, and what? became a writer and poet. Um, and the thing probably, well, I guess the two of the stories we're going to talk about today um, are about, I believe it's called Immurement, uh, which is the fear of being but, uh, buried alive. So, I thought you were going to say the fear of butt stuff. <laughs> the fear of being that too. The fear of butt stuffed alive. Um, <laughs> but it, he's got a more uh, a lot of his stuff is more uh, I guess you'd call it um, see this is why it's good that we start recording later in the day when we're already drunk <laughs> well I, yeah. I'm not um, what's that word for it gothic yeah, uh, yeah. so a lot of his stuff yeah. is a little more gothic some of it's a little more contemporary to his time of course he's not writing 1940s uh, murder mysteries because he doesn't that'd know about all that that'd be difficult for you. <laughs> yeah that'd be futuristic that'd be pretty cool for him so we'll start i guess with uh, <gasps> a cask of amontillado uh, which is a short story by poe uh, i believe is written in 1942 um, 1942 huh no, no yes 1842 my bad wow, during the war, <laughs> as soon as the u.s joined is world war ii poe started writing this it's italian excuse me <laughs> Yeah, that's perfect. Actually, it works. Yeah, it's, it's like, look at these, it's about these Italians. about Mussolini and his dumb face. Fucking Italians burying people alive. Yeah, man. What look jerks. Italians. What can I tell you? <laughs> oh, shit. I had that pulled up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm trying yeah. to be good, but it's not working. I probably should have <laughs> had more to drink, and this would be going better. Well, just chug a beer real quick. We can wait. All right, audience. Please wait as Josh chugs a beer. do 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 so the the story's narrator in a cask of Montalado, um this uh as well as another that we'll talk about is uh told from the point of view of the person that's doing the murdering um <laughs> so the, the murderer montresor yeah the, uh, montresor is um I don't know if it necessarily says that they're in Italy, but it has very Italian themes. Um, they're having a uh, carnival, and um, he really doesn't like this guy named Fortunato, um, who's kind of a wine snob. And um, it's been argued, like, why exactly he decides to kill this man. There's a few uh, few different arguments. Um <laughs> But it's not um, boredom might be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not in, in the story. It's not really. Uh, Fortunato really was a on. dick, right? He was just like. Well, yeah, he's guy. just kind he of a snob of, and kind yeah. of a stuck-up guy. But I mean, that's not a reason to. Yeah, kill Yeah, he was like rich. Well, snobbish. Oh, oh yeah. You know. <laughs> Sorry about. Yes, no, that's not a reason to kill. I wouldn't kill someone about that. <laughs> right for being so a wine know. snob. Yeah, well, no, I really I hate this that. wine snob. I'm gonna anyway. We'll I think Grady's just covering his tracks. I would totally never kill someone for that. Hey. Hey. That's for the Grady Murder <laughs> podcast, guys. We can we can dissect all that when we talk about Grady Murder. We don't have all to of his victims. Yes. Yeah. So um, he uh, on the night of Carnival, he he shows up to uh, his his friend uh, Fortunato, and he says, "Hey, man, I've got this excellent 
cask of wine. It's Amontillado. It's supposed to be a super rare vintage. Uh, and I want you, because we're friends, to come and check it out with me. Um, so anyway, Fortunato goes with Montresor into the wine cellars um, of the, the, his Palazzo. Palazzo. Um, so they're down Palazzo. in these, these catacombs. And, um, of course, uh, Montresor is feeding Fortunato drinks this whole time. Um, well, you know what I mean. Like plying him with plying him with booze. Yeah, um, it's gonna go down the wrong tube. Get ready. <laughs> no. And Montresor is, uh, has this bad cough, and he's saying, "Oh, you know, it's very, it's, it's, it's bad down here in these catacombs." And Fortunato's like, "Oh, that's fine. I'm not gonna die of a cough." <laughs> you know, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't die of a cough. <laughs> so they get down there, and uh, just to. Um, there's a mention of the Masons. I don't really know why. Maybe just to, like as a nod to man, Freemasons are kind of kind of interesting. To um, people. And Fortunato's like, you're, you're not even of the Masons, are you? And Montresor says, oh, yes, I am. And he pulls out a trowel. And so that's that's where we start. He has a trowel. And he says, actually, the cask is in this uh, recess in the wall here. You go in and um, and, uh, and and look for it or whatever. And yeah. as as the drunk Fortunato wanders in there, he finds that there are chains uh, attached to the wall, and of course is quickly subdued by Montresor and chained to the wall. Um, and then the the horror starts. Fortunato's in there, and he's like, "Oh, come on, man! What are you doing? This is crazy!" And Montresor begins. Uh, he reveals brick and mortar and begins to brick him into the wall alive. Um, and so as Fortunato, like, of course he sobers up pretty quick and, you know, he's screaming for help and Montresor is mocking his cries because they're so far down in these catacombs. And then, you know, he, Fortunato is finally like, this is just a joke, right? It's just a joke for the love of God, Montresor. And he says, and Montresor replies, yes, for the love of God, um, cause he's insane. Um, and then he, you know, puts the last uh, brick in. And then uh, the narrator, Montresor, claims to feel sick, but he's like, oh, it's just the catacombs. They're damp and know? wet. And yeah, just, that's, yeah, that's the only reason I feel sick to my stomach about this. Uh, and then later, you know, at the end of the short story, um, he concludes with, may he rest in peace. <laughs> in pace, Rick. Because he never, Fortunato never got out. Um, one of the things I like, like you were saying at the beginning, Josh, how he's, how Montresor like doesn't really even know why he's doing it, yeah, and how he's just like, you know, he notes uh, a wrong is unredressed when retribution overtakes its redresser. Uh, it is equally unredressed when the avenger fails to make himself felt as such to him who has done the wrong. And so, basically, in weird words, is that like <laughs> he's like, I don't know why I did it, but I needed to do it. So that must be good enough reason for revenge because I want. Yeah, and it's to. kind, of, and it's kind of saying like the, the fact that I needed revenge and Fortunato didn't even know that I needed it. Like, yeah, I think is that last quote. Yeah, it's like now he knows that vengeance has been served, even whether he knows why. Yeah, or not, neither is, is Fortunato is like, dude, I wish you had told me before you did this. Yeah, yeah well. Uh, I'm sure he would have just. I wish you had told me you needed to else. take vengeance on me before he decided to go through. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Montresor even like just instead of like you know, Fortunato's yeah, like, hey, why, 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 why is this happening? Montresor doesn't tell mm-hmm. him. He doesn't say like, oh, well, you wronged me in this way. He's just like, you suck. 
and <laughs> for the love of God, you're awful. Yes, for the it love does of seem God. to be his main offense, though. Is just not a specific thing, right? It's just that he sucks. Yeah, I mean, he just mocks him. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't even really say like what he did wrong. He never even explicitly says like you did this wrong. It's just like you're a snob and you're so rich and you flaunt it around everywhere and you make us all feel bad and it's like it's probably been going on for a long time well and that's the whole thing it's like the essence of fortunato is he's annoying and awful and everyone you know and and his name is he can't stand to be around him and nobody can you know so finally he's like fuck it it's it's you we're gonna wall you up you suck anyway lastly is the mask of the red death um takes place in Prince Prospero's Castellated Abbey. Um, Another ironic naming. Uh, it's called the, the Abbey of the Happy and Dauntless and Sages. So that's that bodes well for a horror Yeah, well, and especially Poe, who, like, anytime anyone has a nice name, they're pretty much going to die. They're going to yeah. die. <laughs> Bad. Yeah, he's prosperous. And the other guy was yeah, fortunate. Exactly. Prince Prospero, yeah. So there, there's a thing. Oh, really here. hated rich people. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is 100%. He had I mean, a daughter. He named her, yeah. like, Woeful or something. <laughs> good Wolfalina. Miserablina. Princess Dark Knight. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure. I don't recall. He may have had Raven children, Moon I Death. I don't know. Your name inoculates you from that particular type of death, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I will not be I killed by the moon. Right I can play Majora's well, Mask be, yeah, all day. Yeah, she'd be the perfect Majora's Mask <laughs> protagonist. <laughs> anyway. All right, back back to uh, the happy and dauntless and sageous uh, castellated abbey of Prince Prospero. <laughs> he invites uh, a thousand nobles That's over a uh, to take refuge from the Red Death, which is a terrible plague that I think the um, they have kind of... Uh, Likened to tuberculosis, which was bad, I think, um, when Poe was alive. So this was nah, kind man, of a, it was gonorrhea. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, do you profusely bleed from your yes. pores when you have gonorrhea? I'm doing it right well, now. Then that's, that's bad. You should get that checked out. I'm pretty sure that's good. curable by no, a doctor. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this terrible plague that is uh, swept over the land. He's like, nobles, come to my house. I have so much room and we can all hang out. And you know what? Since we've, we're all here, <laughs> let's have a party. Let's um, all share so our drinks and spit into each other's mouths. One, one thing to be noted <laughs> before this party, um, they uh, weld all the doors shut, you know, or, you know, they secure it from the outside and like, so no one can get outside or, or come in because, you know, no, if someone opens the door, the red death might get in. So no one can open the door. We're staying here. We're waiting it out guys. Um, so we're all secure in our in our mansion. We have a masquerade ball, and there are um, seven different colored rooms in the abbey throughout this ball. Um, the first six rooms are uh, blue, purple, green, orange, white, and violet. And the last room is, uh, is black, uh, illuminated by a scarlet light, which is a deep, deep blood, blood color. color. So, <laughs> yeah, um, from the stained glass windows in his abbey. So we're going on through the night, and at the chiming of midnight, um, Prospero and the other nobles uh, notice a figure in a dark, blood-spattered robe and a funeral. Or the, it kind of revi- uh, resembles a funeral sh- shroud. 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 Yeah, like uh, like Colin Malloy would. Shroud. Shroud. That was nice. We should uh, start a band. No. The Collins. Yeah. We could call us the Octoberists. <laughs> and, we could, and we could sing about Poe. Uh, that would be great. I'm totally into that. Um, 
so the uh, the mask that he's wearing at the masquerade ball uh, is very rigid, resembles um, the traits exhibited by someone like, who dies. Yeah, it's the like red really gaunt and red and, and the, all that's gross. Up and Prospero, and, yeah. and Prospero's like, "You asshole! I'm holding this party. We're trying to forget about the Red Death out there, and you're going to dress up like the Red Death and try to scare us all." Um, so he demands to know the identity, and they they chase him through all six of these rooms, catch me. Um, and and they corner him in the seventh room, the dark room with the where they develop the pictures. Blood Why windows. are they chasing him? Are they like just trying to well, they, run him out or trying to kill him? Or no, they're like this this guy has has wronged me. He's screwed up my party. We're gonna hang Holy him. Holy shit! Like you're making you're making fun of of the death and plague that that sweeps the thing. You know, like. <laughs> So he's really pissed off. Wow, okay. Um, the death and devastation that's sweeping the nation. And okay. so they corner him in that last room, um, and the figure turns around to face them, and um, the prince lets out a sharp cry, and he falls dead on the spot. And so they're like, what the heck just happened? And all the terrified and, and pissed off noblemen and revelers uh, surge into the back room and forcibly remove the mask and the robe, only to find that there's nothing underneath. And then they figure they f- they find that the figure is re- the Red Death itself, and all of the 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 guests contract the disease. And then in the final line of the story, um, it says, "And darkness and decay and the Red Death held illimitable dominion over all." So everybody in this isolated place that couldn't get out couldn't get away from it they all and died the ultimate twist was um, that it was earth all along it says fuck <laughs> you guys it was the plants it was the plants, the plants. driving everyone crazy oh, plants. it's Man. happening bro hey let's go pet a goat but there's so <laughs> much like Thank there's so you. much uh, personification and and symbology in that story like with the colors See, and everything i mean it's it's just really it's really neat the, oh, the great. yeah the metaphor and the personification in that story yeah it's one of my favorites and i that's yeah that's one of my all-time favorite and i think poe is largely responsible for um kind of bringing that horror genre to america i mean oh, oh yeah, for yeah. sure um, i mean he's yeah he's they, given a lot of credit for not only horror but also for like detective and like mystery solving stories mm-hmm. and yeah. science fiction yeah. You know, he loved the idea of science and so much. Vampire and, cosplay, yeah. And so people did a lot of like <laughs> he used like inventions and stuff. And a lot of his stories that you know would never exist and couldn't exist at the time. And so it's like you know a lot of his stuff has very you know science fiction type tropes. And I mean, yeah, I mean a lot of this horror that we're going to talk about from this point forward wouldn't exist if it weren't for Poe. We hope it's all worth it, po- Mr. Poe. You know, the dying penniless thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's not all like like Stephen was saying. Not all of his stuff is like always um gruesome death at the end or anything like some of it's a little a lot of it's you know a lot of the more famous stuff is more macabre but some of it's got you know it's a little more beautiful i'm like you know it's sorrowful of course yeah. there's a lot of where what he lives that, um... but you know it's it's not always as horror driven annabelle lee, like annabelle lee uh, is a very beautiful poem about the cousin um, he married about about love, yeah. Well, you know, different time, and probably not a great idea to marry your your cousin. But I mean, he didn't have a What's mother. We here at the Sage Le State Studios are against our audience members marrying cousins, so don't do it. And don't okay. be from unless they're like second cousins or third cousins, and then like what whatever yeah, your yeah. state allows. Check with your local. <laughs> yeah, don't don't check the local statutes. Just call local law enforcement. It's like, am I allowed to marry no, my we're, cousin? <laughs> we're we're. <laughs> we're not we're not that big on that. It's either. like I tell people. Uh, that's when they true. Join and if you do have a legal counsel, league, make sure you know the rules before the draft. 
And don't marry your cousin before the draft. <laughs> right. yeah. Before you marry your cousin, make sure you know the yeah, rules. Yeah, why do you always say that before? <laughs> you, of the of fantasy the draft. draft. Yeah, you need to know the rules yeah, of your fantasy draft before you marry your All cousin. All right, let's go on to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Which I talked Grady out of watching last night because I'm a dick. Oh. All right, well. It's two, it's a two-part movie. Once I told him it's a two-parter, he went, wait, what? No. And I went, yeah. Well, but the I second part isn't out that. yet. I know, but the original. Oh, the original. Well, the original yeah. was a miniseries, yeah. Yeah, no, it's yeah. long as fuck. So I was like, dude, you're not getting through Yeah, that. no, it's, he was yeah. like, well, never mind. No, that's why I said watch the new one. So. <laughs> yeah, but the second part, like you said, the second part. Yeah, it's out yet. So, yeah, it, Stephen King. Okay, everyone's seen, you know, probably seen the movie covers if you haven't seen the movies. And we probably would have talked about, um, Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know why. Not on this not. podcast, no. bro. <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Wow, The Shining, Shining yeah. or not for the fact that we're going to talk about Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yep, for yep, sure. Yep, yep. Um, so, little summary, real quick. Uh, it. Everyone's seen The Clown, Pennywise, The Dancing Clown. Um, Everybody. 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 And that's that's, why, that's why it's so like, scary. That's like, yeah, I mean, Pennywise <laughs> Always is like the, in the, in the, the sewers. The epitome of, like, why clowns are scary, I guess, in, like, modern culture. Um, and why I can't work uh, underground. Yeah. Right. In the sewers. You want a balloon? Um, So it is about a bunch of kids who basically encounter this very extra physical, (laughs) supernatural demon. Yeah. (laughs) He's extra. (laughs) (laughs) He's always over the top. Well, he kind of is. Yeah, no, I'd say that's, that's accurate. Um, so also I'm gonna go ahead. Is he an uh, extra dimensional lizard person? Brady and I haven't seen this, so. so yeah, I think I've made reference to lizard people every podcast since our lizard people podcast, our yeah. conspiracy podcast, and I'm probably continue going to continue doing. So okay, are we at to start until, a lizard? Jar? Until truth is revealed. Are we at to start a lizard person jar. <laughs> no, we just cut everything and editing. No. So um, group of kids, they all end up finding themselves. They're all sort of misfits and outcasts, and they're, they call themselves the losers. Um, oh. They well, that's a self fulfilling prophecy. They each encounter um, these very horrific um, supernatural <clears throat> events um, that they all sort of individually end up discovering. Once they all come together, is this this being that they just call it because it doesn't really have a physical form. It can take the form of lots of different things. One character sees it in the form of his dead brother. Um, one character sees it in the form of um, like this leper. Um, because he's like a big germaphobe. Um, one character mm-hmm. sees it in the form of like blood Ew, just like leprosy. pouring out of her sink. Um, and so the idea is that it th- really meant to get that point. Like <laughs> it <first>. uses <laughs> your sort of deepest fear uh, to hunt children. And the reason it hunts children specifically is because their fears are more concrete. It's They're creepy. easier to form, uh, whereas adult fears are a little more complex. They're harder to make no, physical manifestation out yeah, th- yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that's why it is primarily on children. Existentially, they can manifest their fears yeah. into like things, actual yeah, exactly. things. Yeah, mm-hmm. in, in um, the world. So, and and that's, I guess, it, you know, that's the main thing of what makes it scary. Uh, the book, I guess, um, is that it it really taps into all of those ideas of your personal fears and like. I thought the scariest thing about the book was the child gangbang. See, I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, I'm pretty predictable. <laughs> I didn't know honestly. about See, that and, either. And, and yeah, so we'll talk about that later. 
Um, but that, we have to. Yeah, that's that, that's at the end. I mean, we don't have to talk about it at all. But well, I, I will. I will. I guess <laughs> make a note of it because it has been blown out of proportion since the new movie came out. Um, anyway, so the movie wasn't rated R, was it? Of course, yeah. It was. I'm pretty sure it was. It's like, fucking bloody <laughs> as hell. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, everybody so, seems blood. Josh, like that's tame. The Whatever. the <laughs> well, it is these days. Shit. The thing about trying to talk about the plot of it in its entirety is that it's humongously long. Yes. Um, you know, the bunch of kids they encounter it, they that's find out said. kind of what it is. Sort of. Did you know it's extremely long? Tell me about it. Yes, it's this new book that just came out. I guess the year's nineteen eighty, whatever. I don't know. Nineteen eighty, whatever. 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 Um, oh, Mr. Science Theater reference. And they they beat it, and they all make a pledge to each other. All these children, they make a pledge to just each other, and then it. they do what? And well, hang on. Beat it, beat it. And, well, this this actually happens before the pledge. What you're referring to happens before their pledge. We'll we'll go we'll, we'll discuss that later. Um, they discussed. They that all. They all cut their the hands. Ear. They hold hands, and they promise that if it ever comes back, then they will come back the to Dairy, and they will, they will fight it, and they will try to kill it once and for all. Stephen, does this take place in Maine? It's Dairy, Maine. Mm-hmm. Okay, everything's in Maine. It's very Maine. Everything's always Maine. Everyone's an alcoholic. <laughs> That's Stephen King. Dairy, Maine. Dairy, Maine Dairy is Maine. very plain, except for when it is around. <laughs> yep. Look you all the water around and. I'm pretty sure that's like their very their town slogan. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the thing is that it is it's super boring. It's like a you know just spit of nothing town in Maine, except for every like 27 years or so something horrific happens, some like tragedy, and put that out of the then a bunch of and like kids start once dying. once that yeah and once that passes in there something said like the the adults kind of put it behind them and kind of forget that all this right. shit is and that's what kind of ties terrible. this whole circle that's been going on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever is that it's like 27 years yeah. it shows up about 12 to 16 months it wreaks havoc it destroys everything it kills a bunch of kids or whatever and then it or whatever it goes back to sleep 20 to 30 years later it comes back and it does it again and the kids are the only ones that are kind of sensitive to it and it's like these particular kids the losers are really the only ones who are kind of made aware of it because of their unity, because of how they end up binding together and how they end up, you know, finding each other when they do and how they do and sharing this experience together. And it's that unity and that innocence and that trust in each other that ends up allowing them to defeat it when they're children. Now, come to... Which is a, a common theme of, of yeah. Stephen King's and Now, a lot come of to works. 27 years later, sense of unity it does come back. And... There's this whole scene where the guy who's still living in Derry, he calls everyone. He's like, hey, it's back. And they've forgotten everything. That's what Josh was alluding to before, is that they have managed to literally forget everything. And they're, But they're moving on instinct. All of them are going, and they don't really know why. Yeah, we'll humor Mike or whoever it was that stayed behind. Well, one guy does kill himself <laughs> instead of going back. Yeah. He, oh, that's uh, true. He gets the phone call, and he just calmly walks up to his bath. He runs a bath and slits his arms and writes it on the wall. Yeah. How cryptic. Yep. And so they all go back. They end up, like, slowly remembering everything that's happening. And as they're kind of remembering all this stuff together, they kind of start retreating from it. Um, you know, and, and their encounters with it become much worse than they were when they were children. You know, they're a lot more... I mean, they're not winning as often as they were when they were kids, when they encounter it. Um, and it's because 
Yeah, because they've kind of exactly. lost they've that lost connection, that, right? that that unity. Um, they've lost the belief. They've lost unity. That, uh, you know, their sense of childhood. Yeah, and that's kind of the whole thing. Um, eventually, you know, whatever they win. Um, that's not really the important <laughs> part of the story, I suppose. Um, the thing that, like, I guess I like so much about the story, and when I when I read this book, I was floored by um, <clears throat> by how much I enjoyed it. I could write an entire article. I mean, I could write pages and pages on, you know, the the types of things that this book taps into, you know. Like yeah, I mean, all the and, things. And so yeah. it's, you know, fear-wise, the reason it's scary is because it does tap into very real traumas, and it kind of, you know, it, it expresses things that normally... Yeah, because these kids, these kids had tough yeah, childhoods. Yeah, I mean, like, like, I, like I was saying, you know, one of them... So like losing, one of them has like losing, a super overbearing mother yeah. that like forces him to use this inhaler that absolutely does nothing and he doesn't know what's happening but it's like he's got this psychosomatic disease that doesn't exist. You know, one of them's got this abusive father. One of them lost his brother to it as you find out later. Right. Um Ooh. and they're all being bullied, and right? And or then is that on top of all of it, they're all being bullied by this <laughs> this character who ends up actually going to an insane asylum, being released by it, and coming back to them whenever they return to Derry in the future, and wreaking yeah. havoc on them again. Biff yeah, that's it's, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, it, it's a wild a wild thing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and those are the things that I think make it like really scary. And then you know, whenever they're adults, you know they they're like repressing all of it and they're losing to all of it. And like now all of their adult things, like their bully from when they were a kid, like their spouses, like you know that kind of stuff is now yeah, the, also the, putting pressure yeah. on them from the outside. It's just a very coming of age and how coming of age maybe isn't necessarily always the best thing kind of story. Um, you know, because they, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I don't, I'm tired of it. Yeah. So, you know, they, they eventually have to kind of revert um, in a lot of ways and believe in, you know, the silly things and, you know, believe in, you know, Ben's bike silver being, you know, able to beat the devil and, you know, believing that silver right, right. can kill it and, you know, believing in those stupid things that they believed as kids that worked because it functions purely off of emotion. And Can yeah. we talk about the whole silver thing? It pisses me off. Did you know that you can't even do a silver bullet because silver's too hard to respond to the rifling in a rifle yeah. and you can't hit anything with yeah. it? How did that start? Well, well, they used the slingshot. They were kids. They made kids. slugs. I yeah. know. I'm talking about the whole silver yeah, bullet no, thing. Yeah, no. That is true. <laughs> I guess you can silver lace bullets, maybe? Well, maybe it was back yeah. when there wasn't no, it was rifling. Still in, yeah. They muskets. were just using blunderbusses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And muskets. Well, blunderbuss rifling, just filled so with your silver sil- silverware. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still make it into, like, beads, but, you know. Anyway. You don't have to worry about rifling that. But, but um. Well, you, you don't worry about rifling at all in that situation. Yeah, no, you just. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, you know. That's the way to be to wear lots of Lovecraftian kids. themes. Um, you know, the whole shapeless, ageless, timeless horror that is, has existed since the beginning of time. And Next year we're doing Lovecraft. And I was, Next year we're doing Lovecraft. I was, Full Lovecraft. Yeah, for sure. I was telling Stephen earlier that like I've read the Dark Tower series by Stephen oh, King, yeah. which a lot of people argue is his, his magnum opus. Um, and some of the themes that are in this story you know, cross cross universe yeah, like, with that like it mentions mm-hmm. the turtle which is also mentioned in uh the tar- dark tower series mm-hmm. and uh, and this idea of like this you know other being like you said very lovecraft and very the like elder ones there's an outside yeah. yeah the elder ones type thing that and that's from what i've read and what i've heard uh, a lot of a lot of his stories he tries to tie into the same universe and have characters cross um you know that that play in other stories, and which I really yeah. think is cool. 
uh, he's created this universe and yeah. Steven, is but, there a giant yeah. spider at one point? Yes, there is. That's yep. dumb. I don't like There's it. a giant spider. It's it as a giant spider. Um, <laughs> that's actually a pretty big moment in the in the book when they're adults because um, yeah, that's they I have think. to uh, sort of that, that's like the biggest part that they have to they end up basically inventing this ritual they call it the ritual of Chewed um, and it's it's like it's nonsense they basically make it up um, they read it somewhere and they sort of invent it and well it, that sounds very childlike exactly and it ends up being it ends yeah. up being <laughs> vastly important in defeating it um, yeah. but so I mean that's I don't know like I said it's 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 so vague it's so esoteric because it's so long and uh, basically I want to wrap this up in saying is that it gets the, really the deep book, you know? the book is great <laughs> if you have a long time and you want a very very thought provoking book read it read it and also read the book <laughs> um, read speaking of thought provoking I don't know I don't want to cut you and off. no and then, and then lastly you know so in the movie they did not include a part in the book that everyone thought was an interesting oh, yeah. choice. <laughs> there is a scene in the book <laughs> where the character Beverly decides she chooses um, and it's her idea that each of the boys um, have sex with her. And, mm-hmm. What a slut! And I just don't understand the, the thought process there, but I'm sure it's explained it's in the It's not, book. really. Sort of. But here's it's just here's, so Stephen King had to get something off his shoulders. Lots of things in this book that are deviant. Okay, there are several moments in the book where Stephen King pushes that envelope of deviance. You know, the stuff about like masturbation and homosexuality and well, you know, yeah, abuse he, did, he and does that in his other and, works you know, too. Child, you know, uh, father daughter, you know, abuse and like all. I mean, all that kind of stuff. He he like pushes those envelopes, and he always has. It's always been his mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, that's yeah, it's part of his. And yeah, I, I, you know, it's, I guess it's kind of like reminding us, yeah, that yeah. shit's out there and maybe you need to. Now this doesn't, you know, be this aware. particular moment in the book doesn't, I don't think makes it better. It, I don't think we gain anything from it. But the point is for anyone out there curious, why the heck is this, does this exist? Why did it happen? Yeah. Because yeah. he, it's used as this tie. Okay. So it's supposed to be this, from childhood to adulthood. this link between all of them and from childhood to adulthood. It's supposed to be this tying unity between both sides of the story, the childhood part, the adult part, and all of them together. That's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Wiener cousins. So, yeah, I don't know. Look, a lot of my <laughs> friends are girls, and we didn't look at each other one day and go, you know what would make our bond? Well, you know, we also didn't, you know. Unfortunately! See all of it. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> we, did hear, we did hear on the podcast, so that's yeah. what really brought yeah. us Yeah, that, so. I think yeah. we gained something from that. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but we were in college. Well, I was. I, was I gained there. several diseases from that. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, that's, uh, I think it's all Nervousness movie, being one. You know, it's not as deep. Lots of jump scares. Brain Shrug. congestion. Speaking of jump scares, this movie doesn't have any of them. Let's talk about Get Out. Get Out. Get Out. I watched it this morning. I liked it. it. I also watched the alternate ending. Which I don't know which one I prefer. I don't either. I like the actual ending. I did not know of the alternate ending. um, Uh, So I guess before we get started, spoiler. I did like the normal ending. We'll we'll get to the (laughs) alternate ending for you later, my buddy. My bug. No, they they told me about it. Shut up. But we could talk about it. But I can't talk about it if I have so to. So now it. we're going to talk about um, black issues um, from the perspective of white guys. Uh, three white guys and one half white, half Mexican guy. That one's me. I was just going to talk about the movie because I don't really know anything. I mean, I don't have that perspective. Well, you know? I mean, we can. Yeah, obviously, we don't we have that perspective, but we can at least analyze it, I suppose. 
from sure, our yeah. perspective, from our, you know, white, <laughs> from, from yeah, our exactly. white privilege yeah. perspective. But um, no, I, dude, I was <laughs> really shocked by how much I enjoyed this movie. I, you know, whatever when it came out, and I was like, oh, it's so good, blah blah blah. I was like, okay, whatever, I'll watch it. It's really good. I mean, as a horror movie by itself, yeah, it's good. Um, you yeah, know, exactly. it sets up everything in a really good way that you know it's not there's not there's not too much there is like like Chris said this morning a little bit at the end it's like a little um, uh, photograph or telegraphed a bit but yeah. um, at the beginning yeah. I mean you know when it sets up sort of the the main conflict you're, you're pretty thrown off when it all kind of comes to a head <clears throat> do we want to talk about kind of the plot of it okay <laughs> so basic plot is you have um, an African American male. Um, he starts, um, he's been dating a, a, spoilers, by the way, for this whole fucking yes, thing. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why we didn't lead with that. His name um, is Chris, by the way, so it's apt his, that you're... Okay, I think I'm you gonna get, get to at that. Least that <laughs> I'm gonna get to his from, name being Chris, because like, there was a moment I had today, um, you know, with me and my black ancestry. Uh, no, so, um, <laughs> what happens, <laughs> we, we have a common bond yeah. of, um... Being hated know, by most Americans. Being called the N-word. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, so anyway, um, he's dating a white girl he has been for, um, several months. And eventually she's just like, come meet my parents in this creepy suburb. Yeah. Um, and this is after we've already seen, um, another black gentleman. He, Jesus Christ, I sound like one of these white assholes in the movie who's trying to be like. (laughs) African American gentleman. (laughs) Yeah, my man. man. Um, another black dude's walking down the street. That's how we start off with And he gets abducted. And then we don't see him again until, I guess later. Does he show up again? Oh, yes, Yes, he he does. Yeah, that's how it starts. Yeah, so um, so they um, he ends up meeting them, and then everyone's clearly off from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Everyone's trying to be like, "Oh, I voted. I don't. I'd vote for Obama third term if I could." They're all basically he was the being greatest that president like, of all time. They're being that like um, super cringy, like cringy, we're super like, white, liberal white really person. Interact with black people. We're gonna try. I was and like, be, look, I my best yeah. friend is black. Ha ha ha. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, down to I, I, earth. I texted y'all this morning. I said, look. I expect a horror movie to make me feel uncomfortable. But not this no way. horror movie has ever made me feel like this, <laughs> well, and you know what? this kind of uncomfortable. I think that's, that's on that's well. That's what's so well done about it. It is on yeah. Yeah. It's 100% on And purpose. I think that's yeah. brilliant. So yeah, um, he, he starts, you know, he, you know, the mom's a hypnotist, and you can already kind of see where it's going when you meet um, the quote-unquote help who aren't actually the help. As we <laughs> um, but... Um, yeah, so they're trying to be all hip with it. Then eventually, his family comes into town, ta- or no, friends of their family, uh, mm-hmm. the girlfriend's family, come in. Um, AKA, and more white they people. they're just all really cringy. Oh, black is in now, or man, you black people are so strong <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> which at one point, when when a woman, especially a foreign woman, oh, says yeah. that, and then starts squeezing your muscles, I'm like, dude, I'm about to get sold. That's the first thought they would go through. Yeah, yeah I'm about to get being, And she was like, is it true uh, what they say? And Like, looks down. And, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, but, um, and then you have the, the old Japanese man, which I thought was like, what do you feel about the uh, uh, experience of an African-American male in society? Uh, I, don't, I don't. Can I don't, we not? I don't know. No, that's when he deferred to the guy <laughs> that we had seen before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then you have him. Um, but uh, regardless, so they, they go through all that, and she and the mother who's a hypnotist, a therapist, whatever she, and the dad's a neurosurgeon. Um, so that kind of comes together as you see, um, brain stuff. And you very clearly see that, um, one of their, bl- uh, the woman who works in the kitchen, I don't remember her Rose. No, no, no. no that's, uh, the wh- that's the girlfriend. Georgina, Georgina, something like Georgina. 
she starts messing with his phone. She unplugs it, keeps it from charging and stuff like that. You don't really know what's going on with him. Um, well, it's like that's for sure. Yeah, they're outside worker. Wrong here. Their outside worker. Um, he charges him in the middle of the night and then veers off at the last second. Walker. He's like, oh, I was just exercising. Uh, Walker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's like what the they hell? all talk really um not white i'm gonna say stereotypical white like a really waspy white yes um, yeah rich wasp white it's just and, like um, very yes old boy but also old like people who don't people don't talk like this anymore. yeah um well it's very unnatural yes. you find but, out yeah. why later you can tell it's, it's it seems very unnatural mm-hmm. um yeah. but regardless uh so you slowly, you, eventually, he figures out that something's going on with the hypnotism. The mom's under the, the premise of, I want to get you to stop smoking because it's, it's unhealthy for my daughter to be around you if you're smoking. And he's like, I don't really want to do this. And then she tricks him into it. She kind of ambushes him with it. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, he starts having to deal with the fact that when his mom got hit by a car, he didn't go out and look for her. And she he found out later that she could have lived if someone had found her and he just sat at home and watched TV when he was like 11 because he didn't he didn't want it to be real mm-hmm. he thought if he started dealing with it it would become real mm-hmm. um, so she hypnotizes him kind of brings all this shit out of him brings all this stuff out and then you find out um, eventually one of Stephen Root who uh, Grady and I were talking about last night who's you know uh, Bill and King of the Hill and he's the blind guy in the radio station oh come yeah, on yeah. And, uh, oh brother mm-hmm. Arthur Got my second in my hand. Yeah, so um, he's in there, and he's like, oh, no, all these old rich white people, like, yeah, fuck them. They're ridiculous. I'm not, I don't think like that. I see you as the amazing, you know, photographer that you are, and, you know, and he's this art dealer, uh, and he's interested in him mm-hmm. and all that. So just to skip forward, um, he starts to kind of figure out that after this incident where he, he starts getting suspicious, and he takes a picture of one of the other black dudes at this party who's acting really weird. And um, the flash goes off. He forgets to turn it off. And he goes nuts. His nose starts bleeding. And he goes, get out, get out, get out, in, like, a, a very brief moment. And then he they goes go back like there attacking. and deal with it. And he comes out, oh, I'm feeling just fine now, mm-hmm. and leaves. And uh, he kind of figures out what's going on. And sort of. Sort of. <laughs> starts, starts going through. Uh, he's like, hey, Rose, let's just leave. I want to get out of here. <laughs> And um, eventually, when she's not around, starts going through her photo album and finds out all these other missing black guys uh, that, that she has all these pictures yeah, with. That she was clearly in relationships with. And she was, even yeah, though she has told, mm-hmm. even though she has said that, like, oh, you're the first black guy I've ever the brought home. The first black guy I've ever dated, yeah. <clears throat> Including. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's very clear that she's in on whatever it is. And eventually they go downstairs, and he just goes, hey, uh, look, just give me the keys, which that was probably one of the best acted moments in the mm-hmm. movie. Give me the keys! Just, just give just me the keys! Give, just give me the, the fucking keys! And, like, yeah. freaks out. But, um, well, I think at that point it's still kind of you, uh, ambiguous as to are her parents doing this because what, she's dating black kids? What you kids think or, this uh, is at this point is she's hypnotizing black people into acting like this and being right. Old. Yeah, that's what it. That's what it looks like. Black, uh, hypnotizing black people into slavery. He has a friend who works for the TSA who is the comic relief. And uh, that's his theory. And yeah, before he even left, he told sex him, slaves. Like, yeah, I'm going to go meet her sex parents. Sex slave shit. Sex slave shit. Sex slave shit. Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, so, and this is the moment I was referencing earlier where his, her father uh, leans up against the fireplace. When he's cornered, he can't leave. The brother's there who's just a, a lunatic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mom's there. This, you know, his girlfriend, quote unquote, is on the stairs. And he just goes, Chris, have you ever thought about what your purpose in life is? And that's why I just turned around and looked at the movie and went, I feel personally attacked. No, I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> they were, they were yeah. speaking um, to me. But, 
But um, eventually they they you were hit. They subdue him. Time to a chair, and then uh, earlier there was an auction over him and the blind guy, the the guy who tried to relate to him, who he actually did kind of have a relationship with um, in terms of like, oh yeah, you know you are cool, and maybe I can work with you in the future. Whoa, he's the one who wins the bet. Dude, I just realized what that was. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was an auction. It was an auction. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was weird. I didn't get it at all, that whole little part. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, When they're playing bingo, it's an auction. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, um, you time to a chair, kind of explain (laughs) things. You see, like, his grandparents who were still around, and they developed this procedure. And then you find out that what's actually happening, hypnotism is only a part of it. Yep. And this is what I like. This is almost a cabin in the woods oh. moment where things just go off the it rails. It just goes from it goes yeah, from like sure. three or four on like the creepy scale to just full on twelve. It just full on <laughs> insanity too. So yeah. hypnotism is just a primer. Yeah. Uh, stage one, stage two is having you in that chair and having the process explained to you because it will make more sense, mm-hmm. um, and then it will help the pro and it actually helps the process work. Third part is we literally cut <laughs> both of your brains out and then you keep. The very um, you keep your the cerebellum. part of your brain that connects, yeah, mm-hmm, that connects to the spine and the brainstem too, yeah. And the brainstem, you keep all of that because there has to be that. Just the motor function, but this, uh, yeah. So, the, but the other person, and the reason they're all interested in him is they were like, "Oh, I can take over his body essentially." Yep. And anytime you see one of these other black people who are taken over by this, whenever they go nuts or they start acting different, it's because that old personality is coming through. But mm-hmm. the rest of the time. They're actually, you know, in the instance of the house help, it was actually their grandmother and grandfather. So it's their and ancestor. It's this family's ancestors and yeah. their family members. They have found a way to hypnotize and transfer consciousness into black people. Yes, with, with actual brain. With actual Presumably into anyone, but... Yeah. Well, I, but I, no, and that's, that's an important point, because it is right. You know, presuming into anyone, and I think that's interesting. But we don't... Unless you look at the brain scars... Um, I think it's a rel- relatively recent development. But eventually, oh. you know, when he's tied to the chair, he asks uh, Stephen Root, you know, why black people? Why is it all black people? And he just goes, with them? I don't know. He goes, maybe they just want to be different, diff- leave a different life. You know, that's why the Asian guy was asking, oh, what's the experience uh, of a black male? Yeah. Like, yeah, because I'm curious. Maybe I do want you. Maybe I don't. With everyone else, maybe they want to be more athletic. You know, one guy was talking about, oh, I was a golfer and I really like Tiger Woods. You know, all this other stuff. And then you even met, and remember when they were talking about their grandfather who was quote unquote passed away. He was defeated he by against Jesse Owens. Yeah. Oh yeah. To, yeah. to go to the Olympics, and that's why he was running because he's like, I can fucking run now, yeah. like uh, like a black man, whatever. And he just goes, with them, it's really not like a race, and it is a racist thing. Yeah. But there's like a practicality to it, like oh, I can be more athletic, or I can be, which is just <laughs> such a beautiful. I can leave like, a whole different life. So in their like mind, and the- their mind, that's. That's what it is. But then when they get to him, he just goes, now for me, I don't give a shit what color you are. I just want your I eyes. I want your eyes. Yeah. yeah. He wanted the artistic yeah. in the artistic, artistic sense. Because yeah. um, was he, he blind? Was blind. Yeah. Yes. Right. He's blind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was an art dealer yes. that's blind. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And he has, he has his assistant describe everything in great yeah. detail. Yeah. Um, On the athletic uh, thing, they even had the scene where Rose was... Like drinking milk or whatever and Googling oh, so NCAA prospects. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that was and great. She's, like, she's literally eating like Fruit Loops or whatever uh-huh. individually dry, and then she'll take a sip of milk. Like, she's a fucking she psycho. She was so weird. Um, <laughs> it was great. That was great. We don't judge anyone out there that does that. I, yeah, no, I would totally um, judge you. You're a psycho. Yeah. 
So um. <laughs> well, I don't. I uh, I love eating. So anyway, individual. <laughs> he he finds a clever way. Uh, we we need to move on pretty soon. Um, and we'll get to the alternate ending. But um, he rips up the chair that he's strapped to, pokes the cotton in his ears somehow. So he the the little hypnotism screen doesn't pass him. You know, knock him out again. That the uh, mother used. We don't have to go into all. And the then he goes on a murder yeah, rampage through yeah, the house. He basically just ends up killing um, everybody. <laughs> which once I saw this movie and you know bearing on the the themes of it, I just went, "This is he's going to get arrested." Oh no, I know where this is going. Especially once the house started catching on fire. I went, "Oh no, that's that." And um, gets out. Um, the gra- he runs over the grandmother who's in the black you know the black woman's body. Uh, she fights back. They get in a car wreck. He limps down the road. Rose shows up with Grandpa, who the original body owner comes through, shoots her, shoots himself in the head, and then um, she shows up and she tries to, you know, they fight over the gun for like a split second. He just takes it away from her. And then um, he like- starts to strangle her, realizes, no, this is gonna get me in trouble. she like smiles and at him the cops show up and it turns out it's his friend in a tsa vehicle and they leave and the alternate ending which is what i thought they were gonna go with was the cops do show up he flat out strangles her to death and then the house is burnt down so there's no evidence of what happened so they just arrest him he's in jail so they yeah. just arrest him and it's it's months later and he's in prison and um you can't really hear the dialogue but um uh peel peel jordan peel right yeah Jordan Peele, Keegan, Keegan Michael Key is yes. Name, who Jesus Christ, I feel bad. For right. Him. Wow, my former comedy partner is winning all these awards. And I'm and doing I'm insurance commercials. Insurance commercials. Um, yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, he was on um, ESPN Game Day the other day. Um, he was in E3. Yeah, and he was at E3. So anyway, uh, he was talking. You know, he was talking over it and discussing why he wanted a different ending and he just went well obviously when i filmed this this was the original ending and it kind of has a it's a bittersweet thing because one you do see the plight you know because all the evidence is gone so we can't prove it so naturally the system is going to side with the rich white people as opposed to the he wasn't bad off his apartment looked nice especially for where they were living yeah Yeah. like you know as opposed to the african-american dude like he's he's gonna lose that fight but at the same time and he goes and you can't hear the dialogue i'm talking over it but he says, but I did slay the dragon. And that's twofold. One, I did stop them from doing it again. And mm. two, on a personal level, I slayed the dragon. I slayed the dragon because, you know, I couldn't come to terms with the fact that, you know, I let my mom die in my mind. And the way that they kind of portrayed him getting over that was when he pulled over and helped. Um, the deer? The, no. Well, that deer was the foreshadowing. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the antler. He had to yeah. do something because of that. I mean, he... Yeah. But no, at the end, he when he when he hit what's her face of the car, I can never forget. Georgina, because he hit the black woman with the car. That's actually the grandmother. Georgina, Georgina. yeah, he hit her. Oh yeah, yeah, and then stopped and put her in the right, car. and then she and she was a bad right, guy, but whatever. Out, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but still, him stopping and lettering it. So I don't know. I actually like the the alternate ending better. Um, but he, in his mind, he said people are now in mass coming out against racism more and i felt they needed more of a hero than yeah it said what i well the one i read yeah, was in okay. peel's words um the his original ending was maybe more woke <laughs> but uh after test screenings <laughs> he decided the film needed a happy ending yeah so i actually prefer that one. yeah i mean the the, it is the, the, the the former or the the alternate ending the not actual ending um where he gets arrested is more i guess it drives the point home with a fucking bullet 
Um, (laughs) But it does make the movie way sadder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for Um, sure. Anyway, speaking of um, really fantastic horror movies, and um, we're going to use this to transition to games too, the original Alien. Woohoo. So... How many of you have was seen it? it? Was that David Bowie? Was he the original yeah, alien? Yeah, dude, he was the alien. <laughs> <laughs> he was Ziggy or are we talking like <laughs> ancient alien? It was Ziggy Stardust like... at the very end. He, so the... he comes to Ripley and he's just... We've all seen Alien, right? <laughs> yeah. We've all seen yeah, Alien. Yeah, okay. Yes. So here's, here, so here's the thing I like about Alien, other than... Everything. The, the special effects are fucking incredible for the time, especially. I'm glad they cut that I saber. I like the, the alien. The damn xenomorph crab walks towards oh. the guy. Um, <laughs> but, um... So we're going to ignore the fact that Prometheus fucking ruined the backstory of the alien and act like that never What's happened. What's Prometheus? And that this is the state <laughs> being that um, became a thing. What's Prometheus? What's Prometheus? <laughs> What's Prometheus, Precious? Yeah, so, it, like, Alien is the only it, it, horror movie out of the Alien franchise. Yes. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Everything else is an action movie or something dumb. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> so the thing Something I think dumb. is great about Alien was it solved the ultimate issue that you've had in any sort of ghost story and monster situation of all time. With leave, yeah. you have yes, leave, just leave. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a vampire <laughs> yeah. in town. Just Fucking leave. go. There's a ghost Get in the house. Here. Just leave. Now leave. Now just I guess leave. what? Get out of here. You're in a now fucking tin can in the middle of space, bitch. You ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So just to that, give a brief synopsis. That is the thing that definitely makes the space horror oh. genre like that much more scary. It, it's like shit. I mean, I, there's not there's vacuum of space out space out there. Mm-hmm. Like, and even what when am Ripley I gonna do? Decide, or Ripley <laughs> does decide to leave. She's like, well, I hope someone finds me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So the basic premise is is pretty simple. So you have an entire crew on the ship. Um, funded by Wayland Wutani, a future mega, at this point, probably trillion dollar corporation. And they get this signal, and there's this, um, well, we don't know what he is yet, but you have this science officer named mm-hmm. Ash, who's like, yeah, we're getting this uh, distress signal, I can't really decipher it. Sorry, Captain, and you gotta go. they go down, and they find this, this ancient, yep, talk to Mother. You get this ancient ship, they get awoken because they get this yeah, they're on their way home, and, and they get interrupted yeah. on the, cause, so they're all in like this sleep, this catatonic sleep. They get awoken yeah, out of their sleep stasis. to go, and yeah. and they're like, "Well, shit, what are we gonna yeah. do?" And then, a- and you know, Ash tells them all, "Remember what happens if you, you know, it is company policy <laughs> to always check, yeah, um, a distress signal, and if you fail to do so, um, you, you will bonus. lose your shares yeah. <laughs> in the Weatherman nice. So they go, "Okay, shit." Well, they land on it, and then um, they find the space jockey. Is this ancient ship and this the, the space shockade itself is the alien the dude? Planet. Yeah. You go, whoa! What the fuck is all this? And then all of a sudden, one of the guys finds an egg, and <laughs> bursting forth from this egg is this penis monster <laughs> that has all these little legs and it latches onto his face and it sticks its long penis tail into his mouth. Mm. But it's like head crabs, but way worse. Face huggers. Uh, so it's his, they, yes, the face hugger. And so they take him back to the ship. And uh, Sigourney Weaver playing Ridley. Um, Ripley. Ripley. I do that. Wait. I did that too. Yeah. I do it all yeah, the Ripley. time. Yeah. Ridley. Rid- Ridley is the director. Yeah, no. Rip. No. Well, that. But um, <laughs> they name Ridley the villain from Metroid after. After. Oh yeah, yes. Rid- so, after Ridley. Ridley Scott. Ripley. And Ripley. Ripley. <laughs> I, it's both. Okay. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, so Ridley. Anyway, so Ripley uh, goes, dude. You can't. This this breaches protocol. You it, can't bring him on. Um, contain. You can't bring him on. We have to quarantine him. Like, and then Ash comes down. And he's like, "No, I'm going to override your authority." Because she is the acting 
she had acting authority on the ship. Because the captain left the ship. She was trying, yes, and she was trying to decipher the signal, and it turns out it's not an SOS, it's a warning. Don't come here. Mm. So, um, they bring him on, and then stuff. they find out that this alien thing, while it is attached to his face, is also keeping him alive. So they can't, they can't remove it, and then when they cut it, um, acid blood comes out. They're like, well, shit, what the fuck did we do with this? Eventually, it detaches, runs away, and um, dies. And they go, well, okay, I guess everything's fine. I don't know why they didn't do an x-ray or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, we, can, we can assume they probably did. <laughs> so this, this sets up what, what I consider to be one of the greatest moments in cinematic history. And like I, I've mentioned, when it comes to Kubrick and fucking with his actors, um, we're going to get to that in some future yeah. podcast. But this is another fantastic example of fucking with your actors. So we have a scene where everyone's eating you know, lunch. Um, they're at dinner or whatever. They're all around the, the table, and they're just talking and bullshitting. And it's a very down-to-earth scene. Like, um, there's like, literally well, just like better, gibberish man. going on, like you know, it's just very yeah. relaxed. It's you know, it's like. And cool. according to the script, and according to the script, it was just supposed to be that. Everyone, it's kind of just a down to earth character building moment. Everyone kind of hangs out, and you kind of see their chemistry. And all of a sudden, but one character in that room, Kane, knew that's not what this John was. Hurt. Um, yeah, <laughs> yep. And um, all of a sudden, in the middle of this scene, he starts convulsing at his t- at his chair, going, <laughs> and um. All of a sudden, his chest starts booming out. Everyone's going, and literally all the actors on the set are going, what the fuck is happening? And that's real. Them freaking like out. they're all looking at him. They're all, sudden, like, they're all gathering around him, and, like, you know, there's, there's some amount of them that's obviously like, okay, well, we're just going to go with it. We're, oh, 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 God, yeah. what do we do? But there are some people who are like, is he actually yeah. <laughs> And yeah. all of a sudden, his chest bursts open, and this tiny alien head pokes out. And he goes, Rah! and the thing is, not only was it the alien, but they made all the fillings of that fake chest cavity, like pig guts and blood and shit, that just oh, smelled man. awful. So when you hear Sigourney <laughs> Weaver going, oh, God, oh, God, it's fucking real. Because none it's of them knew it was going to happen. And so when his that's chest wild. bursted, they all were, yep. like, stunned. Like, that's, that is a completely stinks. genuine reaction from everyone on that and set. It smells it, and, and now it's, they all have PTA. And it smells, and it's horrifying, and this alien runs off, and the rest of this movie is they have to square off against the perfect predator. Yep. Um, and like I said at the beginning, it fixes that, that, it fixes that conundrum. But doesn't. You can't just leave. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to go. And they have to, and then eventually they go, well, shit, let's just get in the escape pod. And Ridley goes, well, uh, or Ripley goes, well, uh, the problem is there's four of us left after it's killed so many. Yeah, it's already killed um, half of us, but, you know. That's too many people to ride in that thing. Mm-hmm. We have to kill it. And so they try to hunt it down with flamethrowers and electric pods. They, like, build all, they, like, guerrilla just... warfare, like, all these, like, random little pieces of technology, like, you know... Including yeah. one of the greatest, most tension-building moments in any horror film ever, the, s- the motion detector. You think it's a blessing. <laughs> and it's just this little, old, 70s-looking motion detector that just goes, boop, boop, and with a little dot when something moves, and they're going mm. down the hole. <sighs> Real that slow. moment where Dallas is in, the, is in the is in the tubes and they see and and what's her name? What's that? I can't remember her name. Um, the navigator Lambert. She sees yeah, yeah. um the little bleep going closer and closer and closer and closer to Captain Dallas. It's that right is so good. Ugh. Yeah. And they're going. It's right on top of us. Where is it? He's like, I don't see it. Yeah. 
It's in the vents, and it can move as it wants. It's a perfect predator. You and if you fucking slice it, it bleeds acid on you. Yeah, and then yeah. you find out, and another, and then it also has another fucking horrifying scene where they confront Ash because they find out. Mm-hmm. Shit, you were talking with Wayland Watani, and they gave you orders to bring that thing back because mm-hmm. they want to study it, and the whole crew is considered expendable. Yep. And you've been sabotaging us from the beginning and not telling us what was going on. Yeah. And then he attacks him. They knock off his head, and he's a fucking android. Yeah. And it comes out of oh, nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's like they use like milk for his blood, yeah. so it's just this white, milky substance everywhere. He's got these like a spine of balls or whatever it is. Yeah, it's like, all fucked up. And, up. Yeah. <laughs> spine and, like, of his, balls. And his like, head's moving around, and the body's like twitching, and it's just... Yeah, it's very unsettling. So much... Yeah, no, everything about that movie is unsettling. Uh, I, I don't know how to go into more detail about it, other than, you know, Ripley obviously escaping alone. And yeah. There's that really tense moment where she's the only one left. She tries to... She go, um, It blocks the way to the airlock. She can't... Um, she can't or the, uh, the escape pod. She can't get out. So she goes back... Because she's trying to blow up the ship. She goes back to try to abort it. Can't. It's too late. Manages to get back. And she's like, wow, the alien in around. Cool, I made it. Is about to get in her pod to go to sleep. But the alien is in the pod. It waited. Her. It waited for her yeah. in the pod. It waited. And then you, that's when you, you know, by this point, you've already kind of figured this out. This thing is smart, smart as fuck. Now you yeah. know how really smart it is. And the thing is, I, if we had more time, I would go into like all the, um, you know, the influences that H.R. Geiger had to make oh, this yeah. fucking monstrosity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, go Google H.R. Geiger real quick. There's a, there was a documentary on Netflix. I don't know if it's still there. It's called like Visions of a yeah. Nightmare or something. I don't remember, but it talks about how the influences for all of his art. Because he's a very, very disturbed yeah. man. Well, he was. He passed away a few years ago. <laughs> but all of his, he's like, yeah, a lot of this is uh, inspired by my dreams. And a lot of it's very sexually violent. It's just, oh, oh cool. Well, Thanks. <laughs> I'm glad you're not a school bus right. driver. Um, <laughs> so, um, but anyway, no, that, that creature is horrifying. I think it's probably, well, I mean, we've had classic monsters <clears throat> forever. I would put it up there with probably the best design monster in movie history. For me, the, I I would say so. It's the definitely thing that there. I think, I, and, and this that. is why I enjoyed movies like um, Cloverfield, for example, so much. The thing that makes Person. this so scary, that makes the alien itself so scary, is you don't ever see it. Until right yeah, at the end, yeah, the, when you've the won. mystery so of once yeah, you've won, you what get, is attacking? You get glimpses. Yeah, you only see you parts of it. Gun. You see its tail. You see its head. You see its mouth. You see its teeth. You see its arm. You never well, see wh- all of it all together, all in front and of I'm you. Touch- it's all. It's the rest of it is being created by your imagination yep. in this. It's fear, by your mind. Which yeah, is and, the best part of and it's always and, the worst. <laughs> and so that's the thing, and I'm going to touch on this more later with Silent Hill. But one of the best things about that is, you know, they always say, and this applies to art too, necessity is the mother of all Exactly, yeah. When you have limited resources, when you have, you know, you don't have the technology we have now, which I think has made movies look worse, to be honest. But when you have, to, like, okay, I have to work with this suit. I have to work with this puppet. I have to work with this animatronic. You find every single filmmaking technique you can to make it look as realistic and as horrifying as possible. Yeah. And what yeah. you end up with in this situation is... We get little glimpses of it because they can't show you the full-on monster right, right away. You can't. Because it looks silly. Yeah. It would look silly. You, yeah. can't, you can't do it. It looks right. silly. And they yeah. had the one right. scene that was cut from the movie where yeah, it was exactly. shown in entirety, and it does look mm-hmm. silly. 
but they film it from just the right angles. Yeah. They show just yeah, the right it's all, mm-hmm. and it it's works. it's excellent. Which cin- is why you know, and like it you know, really I, I didn't even think I was going to bring this up, and I'm I'm going to despite our time. You know, that's it's that thing that I think needs to be done more. You know, that's why that's why I love Cloverfield. That's what makes it a scary movie. Yeah, is because you never see the monster. It's always a mystery, and that mystery. Well, because you're experiencing it through this guy's. Well, and it's like know. the only like how how can I capture the audience's imagination for horror and put it into my movie? Well, let them create yep. the rest let of them it. Figure it out. What, yeah. what does the rest of this thing look? Like? And then all of a sudden you get like a little glimpse. Oh shit! It's oh, got, got two mouths too. So then you're you're <laughs> you're creating it in your head, and it's becoming like this like infinite possibilities of things in your own head. And so for each person, it's more horrifying or less horrifying depending on who you are was, like it, was, that that yeah. trope that idea of the monster never being identified you know it being this sort of massless you know that hey maybe this is why i love it so much it being this massless kind of mm-hmm. you know esoteric yep. thing that you can't pin down you can't we, identify we, it that is so you know it's out there but you don't know what it, what it, yeah. its capabilities it's awesome. yeah. and attach into the fear of the unknown it's awesome Yes, awesome. that, that's yeah. the mo- and that's a Lovecraftian yeah, thing. The fear of the, the unknown is the greatest fear of all, and that's the thing is, we get little glimpses of what the xenomorph. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! It has two mouths. Oh shit! It has acid blood. But oh, it's got never, a fucking sword figured... on its tail. <laughs> yeah, we but we figure that stuff out slowly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it builds on what this thing is, and then by the end of it, you're just this thing is an invincible predator, which is why it is one of the greatest video game villains of all time. Ooh, good segue. And alien Especially isolation. with proper tethering. Um, <laughs> tethering! Oh, yeah! <laughs> Just to throw back uh, to te- your news story there, Stephen. Tethering. tethering. So, we're going to briefly touch on this because we wanted to transition to uh, video games. And trust me, um, we're trying to find a game to play pretty soon that we can try to get out yeah. there. Um we can always play Killing Floor. We can always oh, play Killing Floor. It's just not Killing Floor because they just did we the Halloween. We could always play Killing Floor. Because it's all Halloween. We just have stuff. a Halloween theme. We'll do that. And yeah. we also have um, Dead by Daylight. De- Dead, Dead by, by Death by Daylight? Daylight? Dead by Death by Daylight. Those two, two, yeah, those two, yeah. ran- Dawn by <laughs> those daylight. two random yes. games where they have the same <laughs> trope. But anyway, Alien Isolation. Um, let's see. I've been playing horror games for a long yeah. time. I believe Steven has as well. Um, we were if we had time we were going to get to amnesia we've already but we've already kind of touched on our amnesia story in one of our last podcasts mm-hmm. where we talked about being so listen to it not moving yeah so, so listen back to that. check it out check out our older podcast yeah, check out some all of them, these jokes i can't remember which one it's in so, <laughs> just listen to all of them you have to listen to all of them it's it's actually in all of them it's like yeah. built together as we just a give you pieces joke. here and pieces there it's really horrifying the first first person who tweets us which episodes it's in gets one of josh's t-shirts one of josh's t-shirts yeah that doesn't fit anymore. Aww. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. It's just a thing. <laughs> okay. Man, I like that. Um, so the great thing about Alien Isolation is you play Ripley's daughter, yeah. um, who is looking for Ripley when she disappears. Because we did mention that the, the, the time between one and two long is time. like decades. Yeah. That she's yeah, she's like out in space for a long ass time. And they mention her daughter at the beginning of two. Oh, she died old and happy. Right. Yeah. Like she never knew what happened uh-huh. to you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the Nostromo was never found. Daughter. Her ship was never mm-hmm. found. Yeah. Well, Some of them blew up. But uh, so you play as her daughter trying to find her, and you end up on the space station. And the International <laughs> Space Station. Yeah, dude, the Russian space station with a hole in it, and that was you find out it was created by Xenomorph. Uh, no, uh, I thought you then took the Russian with you to the asteroid to blow it up. So say no, I never take a Russian with you. He'll try to collect the whole thing <laughs> and take it back, um, and then kill you in the process. 
So yeah. we um so you the great thing I like about the game is that it has the pacing of a 70s horror movie but translated to a video game. Yeah, I mean it's and it, that, the the one thing yeah. that Chris through. and I whenever the game came out that we were gushing over more than anything, more than the gameplay, more than how scary well, it was. The aesthetic for was one. how true to Alien it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything is like the technology is exactly correct. It makes the same the fucking sound effects, exactly like that, like everything. That's cool. Yeah. And when you show up, you find out yes, there's a monster here. We're not really sure what's going on, but the whole populace has rioted. They've turned into factions. And so you spend the first two hours with you know what you know your crew is back in this one room. Somebody's passed out. I don't remember all the little specific details. You do have an android, who you know is an android, and who is a really good android, mm-hmm. who saves everyone's lives at the expense of his own. I miss him. Android 17. Yeah. Rest no. in peace. 16. 18. 16. 14. 14 was good, right? 14 was no. not talked about. I don't know. I thought 14 was the green guy oh, with 16. the red hair. That's 16. Oh. You just said it was... 16 is the one. I'm... Well, you said 16. You didn't say it's the one. Anyway. Gotta... <laughs> gonna kill all of them. Yeah. I'm not out of We're going to talk about Dragon so, Ball soon. um... It's Boo. Oh, yeah, January, probably. Android So, 21. anyway, um, <clears throat> so you, you show up, and then for literally probably about two hours, it's all walking around in these really atmospheric rooms, gathering information. Every now and then something will move or something, something will, will fall, fall off, off the shelf. shelf yeah. Like, oh, shit. Something will randomly explode sudden, because, you know, things have been in riot, and, you know, you're like, oh. You, you, you deal with some rioters. Um, there's this Irish guy who's like, trust me, this sucks, but if you want to survive, you got to stick with me. Mm-hmm. And there's <laughs> some bad people around, and you get a gun, and he's like, yeah, but if you shoot that thing, and it sets it up for it, it'll make a lot of noise. Maybe you don't want to always do that. And then eventually you get told, look, you need... And then eventually you go through this uh, tunnel, and that guy gets hauled off by a tail. And that's all you see. The tail haul him off. You go, what the fuck is that? I mean, if you know what alien is, you know what it is. But you don't see much else than that. And then eventually you have to go into the med center. You go to the med center. You get what you need. And then once you pick it up, red lights start going off. Mm-hmm. And then you go, someone just, you know, whoever you're talking to on the intercom, I can't remember. It's going, look, you really need to be careful about now. Oh, why is that? And you walk out. And all of a sudden, the air vent in front of you just goes, Wham! and blows off. And then <laughs> I would hide if I were you. And then you can if you want. You don't have to. Um, but I suggest you do. You hide under something, and then all of a sudden, the alien just drops down in front of you. And this is not a cutscene. This is gameplay. You can walk out. The alien you drops. Could, yeah, you can move. You can move. The alien drops down in front of you, sniffs around, and then starts walking down the hall. And from that moment on, the game is afoot. Every single room you're in, he can show up. There are, there are, hub, there are hub rooms where you can catch a train. Where you would think, okay, once I get to this room, I'm fine. Nope. I had moments where I called a train. I was like, all right, waiting. And all of a sudden, I heard, <laughs> and I just went, what the fuck? And I'd have to hide and wait and like try to distract it so I can get on the train I called. And then I hit the button, <laughs> and I'm waiting for the doors to fucking slowly close. <laughs> um, this thing will That's catch cool. you in vents. This thing will catch you everywhere. Just walking around in the open. This thing will catch you under drawers. Like. If it's if it's if catch you if, in your drawers if it has seen you if if like you think you hid and you know you're if, if you made too much noise when you got there um, or if you hide too long and it stays around too long sometimes it'll just decide it'll just 
because it's it's I'm it's assuming. AI is is pretty uh, adaptive. Sometimes it'll just decide. It I'll just kind of look around right here for a while. Like they normally hide in lockers. I'm gonna hang around this locker for longer than usual, and it'll keep sniffing you out. Eventually, <laughs> it'll it'll be like, oh, there you are, <laughs> dead. We need to move on. But um, there are people who are critics of the game who said, well, why isn't it climbing? It's climbing in the vents like in one, but why isn't it climbing around the walls and jumping over shit and doing all this other crazy stuff? They made the point. The alien in Alien 1 is a drone. Right. And it's still deadly as fuck, but its, its abilities are limited. All, most of the aliens in 2 are, are warrior, warrior aliens. aliens, yeah. Which is and after, because this was, this Alien in 1 is the first alien that's ever been alienated by a human. Yes. You know? Correct. And so that gets into weird alien lore, so. Well, no, it isn't. Well, no, that's right. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about Prometheus. Prometheus. Yeah. We don't talk about, about what? Anyway, no. Um, alien is probably... Grady and I do, but y'all yeah. I was thinking about talking about The Thing, oh, but I figured down. this would be a good transition because The Thing video game is fucking good. <laughs> um, but uh, The Thing movie is fantastic. I'll talk about it at some point. But, um, God, Alien is the perfect movie villain. Yeah. It, it's the perfect monster. It doesn't care. It doesn't. There's no way to reason with it. It's just the perfect it's predator. perfect predator. And you can't kill it. Unless you find a really clever way to do it, like getting in a giant mech suit and saying, "Get away from her, you." <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> why didn't Why didn't they just run away though? Yeah. You know? could have just ran. They could have just ran away. Could have just ran away. Could have just yeah, left. Yeah, man. Sometimes I run through space. It's no big deal. <laughs> that's That's the only place. Yeah, I, I mean, run. that game is incredible. I mean, if you want to literally feel helpless and scared, and Steven, do you want to stream it with me? Do you want me to come into college yeah. station and stream it with me? Okay, I'll try to make the time. Uh. I got the rest of the month until... And we can play all the DLCs, which I haven't done yet. Oh, cool, yeah. We'll do that. So, yeah. Nice. We'll make plans. We'll make plans. You guys can come down. And um, that brings us no, to... Jackson and I will talk about Prometheus. I just said y'all can come down. No, we're going to hang out know. and talk about Prometheus it's instead. Different. Yeah, we're going to actually stream we'll have fun uh, being live angry. viewing of no, Prometheus. Just confused, honestly. Just, just as a quick aside, when we went and saw Prometheus, <laughs> I think we even talked about this before... We fucking were like, yeah, that was a fun movie. And then Steven and I talked about it, and the more we talked about it, the more we went, this movie what? fucking sucked, actually. Yeah, we were like, oh, that was great, that was fun, and we, we enjoyed it. And we were like, oh, Alien, blah, 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 talking about Alien lore, getting down, we're like really starting to analyze it, and we were like, but wait, why this? Getting wait, down. why that? Wait, why? What? Huh? What was the black? Because movie? movies. What was the black was the... glue? <laughs> that movie sucked! Oil. The black glue was... Uh, a metaphor for um, fossil fuel. Alien come. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Alien come. So that leads us to one of my favorite horror games of all time. Silent Hill. Uh, there's some music I'd like to get. I like Loud Hill, too. Oh, I, I, this sounds like a place I don't want to go. Just this place of a hill that just goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just constantly screaming well, it's like at that, um, at, It's really hard for me to think if, unless voice. I'm on the loud. Rick and Morty with the, the sun that comes up and the screams sun. the whole time. Oh, yeah. I would suggest you all look up where they put that Rick and Morty son in um, the opening scene of Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fair enough. Um, so, has anyone played or watched Silent Hill 2? Yes. Movie? Okay. I've seen uh, some I stuff about it. I've seen some stuff. I have not played. So, here's the reason I like Silent Hill 2 a lot and why I put it above a lot of other horror entertainment in general. It's just the in-depth symbolism and psychological horror aspects. So just as a setup, you play as James Sunderland, who arrives in Silent Hill with a note from his supposedly dead wife, who, according to him, died three years prior due to an unspecified illness. 
he, probably brain congestion. Probably brain congestion, yes. Um, which they can't treat. And um, he shows up, and he's got this letter saying, meet me in our special place. Um, so he goes to Silent Hill, which is the resort town they used to go to, and now it's all foggy. And just for anyone who's wondering, Silent Hill is based off of an actual town in America. I can't remember what state it's in or what it's called, but one day uh, there's a coal mine under it, and one day it lit on fire. And so everyone had to evacuate because the road started cracking and just this thing is going to burn for decades and decades and decades and decades. This place is on fire. <laughs> that was insensitive, Josh. Oh, uh, well. So anyway. Uh, uh, there's no one left to apologize. Got him. <laughs> Damn. So everyone moved out because it's super foggy when it's actually like smoke. So he shows up. He's got this letter from his dead wife saying, meet me there. And he's going to the cemetery on his way into town. And he meets this girl named Angela. Who and this is a, uh, a very famous factor about this game. Everybody, when they talk to you, they kind of talk past you. And the voice acting is terrible. Don't get me wrong; voice acting is really bad. <laughs> but there are people who defend it by stating that it adds to the dreamlike quality of everything. Which sure, it's a good ex- explanation of their limitations. Of the limitations, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, back when you just had people who run the development staff voice everything. Um, well, you make excuses for things yes, you love. Exactly. Yeah. But everyone kind of talks like they're talking past each other, that they're for different reasons. Um, he eventually shows up. Um, you walk around town for quite a while, and you run into a horrifying-looking humanoid monster. And James is like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. That was scary. Hope I don't have to fight that again. <laughs> uh, and everything just kicks off from there. And you meet another guy named Eddie, who is this fat guy who talks about, I didn't kill this other person, and then you'll meet him again, and he'll be next to another dead body, and he'll say, I didn't kill him either. You run into a girl That's my named problem. Laura. I'm always found next to dead bodies, and I'm claiming I didn't kill him. Yeah. It's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you meet this girl named Laura, who wrong is this little, wrong, wrong, who's this, I think she's around 10, um, who claims that she knows your dead wife, and whenever you're like, well, she's dead, she called you a liar. You're like, no, she died three years ago. No, you're a liar. And she runs off, and she's kind of a Bitch. brat. And then you meet um, Maria, who is a dead splitting image of your um, dead wife. Um, but she's like, I don't know who Mary is. My name is Maria. I don't know who that. And then, um, but she has this weird attitude about her, where she's flirtatious one second. Then if you act like, well, I gotta find Mary, she gets really pissed off at you. Act like you don't care about her. Says you need to protect her. Sometimes you have to walk around with her. But the thing is, uh, escort missions. It's not that hard, and they're not very long. It's more like um, uh, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but um, they. Jesus. He um, me. But as the, as the game goes on, you start noticing that there are some common things that keep arising. Um, okay. Some of the monsters start taking on a certain look. Um, you start noticing that even when you're not in like a hospital, there will be hospital gurneys mm-hmm. around and stuff like that. Um, and there are these things called the other world. And if you've seen the movies, uh, one's fine. They changed way too much. But And they also put Pyramid Head in there, who I'll get to in a second, who shouldn't have been in that movie. Because it was the first story, right? But, um, well, no. Um, Pyramid Head is specific. To right. Um, so when you meet Pyramid Head, he is this giant hulking guy. With a giant fucking knife, like an apron on, and um, a big metallic, painful-looking pyramid that he wears like a helmet. Painful. The first time you see him, he is raping another monster. Um, Flat-out raping another monster. Um, And these things are like 
four-legged prison rules and um well um <laughs> and um the moments where he shows up are absolutely horrifying yeah. um one moment i can recall is you can kind of hear him in the distance um and then you're walking down a hall and um because it's uh like like resident evil is back in the day it was set angled mm-hmm. um and pre-rendered mm-hmm. room so you were you were looking at yourself run by this window from the other side and then when you run by that window again on the other side you can see pyramid head lumber by it chasing you and i probably yelled i probably probably yelled, <laughs> to be honest there are moments in like the hospital where so what i was getting at was there's this other world where because everyone sees the foggy atmosphere mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But when everyone goes to the other world, they see their own personalized hell. <laughs> uh, with James, it that's when everything gets really rusty. Mm. That's when there's this feeling of death and decay. That's yeah. when you get this um, feelings of hospital gurneys everywhere, hospital imagery. Um, uh, eventually, you find Eddie wife. while he's in his personalized hell, and he's gone completely nuts. He's uh, That's actually almost a line. Eddie, have you gone nuts? Um, <laughs> he's this... He's gone on about, like, I, you know, all these people laugh at me and call me this fat, disgusting pig. But you know what? It doesn't matter when we're all dead. And you find out that he has been killing people. And he shot a guy's dog for laughing at him, quote, unquote. <laughs> he shot the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah you find right. him. And his other world Jesus. is in a freezer. Every, and so the theory is everything for him is really, when that happens, everything is really cold. There's corpses everywhere to not only symbolize his gluttony, but also symbolize the fact that he's just this rampant murderer. When you find Angela again, as she kind of goes off the rails, you eventually you, you keep her from killing herself with a knife at one point. Mm-hmm. But in another, you find her, and she's in her room screaming, no, daddy, no, don't. Oof. And you come in, and the from your perspective, we don't know what he looks like to her, but the room has holes in it. There are these thrusting, like, uh, pistons coming out of things uh, yeah. that symbolize, like, sexual abuse. <sighs> and the creature that you fight at that point is this... It's like a bed frame. It's this giant muscular figure, and it's all to represent sexual abuse. And you, and the whole time she's been crying out for her mother. And then, um, but in this scene, you have to fight this thing, and she's screaming at it like, "No, Dad, no! I don't want this!" And the whole thing is she's been sexually abused by her dad. This is like a 1999 yeah. <laughs> like, or yeah, that's for, like, for the time. Did not go into topics like this. No. At all, I think this was. No. Two, I think this was two thousand. Too heavy. For I think it was two thousand one. September um, two thousand one. Eventually, you find this note, and it goes into some more details. I'm not going to spoil too much, but um, mm-hmm. James realizes, and he sees he goes back to their cabin that they went to at the end of the game, and he puts in the VCR, and he sees some of their old memories, and then he sees a memory of her in bed, sick, mm-hmm. and he puts a pillow over it. Yeah, and um, you find out that. Mary, when she got super sick three years ago, whenever he would show up, she started getting, like, disfigured based on, like, being starved and the illness itself. And she started getting really, really angry. And so she'd lash out at him. He would go up there and spend time with her, but she'd lash out. Yeah, it was just the disease is attacking her brain, so So she's not herself anymore. But you find a note that she wrote to Laura basically saying, like, look, you're going to meet James. Um, He's not a bad guy like you think he is. Um, but he does in fact kill her because a part of it is to one, rid her of that because she wants to die. And two, it's to rid himself of what he feels is a burden. 
Yeah. And, um, he does that, and then you find out when you look back, all the hospital imagery is her in the hospital. Um, you see these these really disturbing looking nurses, but their their shirts are really low cut the, to expose like the tops of their boots. And their, their heads are all That's like fucked set, up, right? Yeah, but you. But the thing is, he doesn't care about what that right. looks like. It doesn't matter to him. It's his sexual frustration. Huh. Yeah. Um, Ma- Maria, who looks exactly like Mary, who's this very ultra sexualized version of her, that's also his sexual. The low cut jeans and the- multiple times in the game, Pyramid Head kills Maria, and then she comes back later and she's like, "What are you talking about? I'm fine." And some of her memories are confused with Mary's, and you find out like, shit. That's Maria is also what he kind of wishes Mary was like because that's not what she was like at all in her later days. Well, and I feel like earlier you said like if you don't pay attention to her or start talking about Mary, she gets upset and that uh, you know that is kind of a like mm-hmm. it's her neediness. Yeah. It's her neediness, oh. right? And um, you find out that Pyramid Head is essentially a manifestation of James's guilt, the mm. feeling that he needs to be punished. It's why he keeps killing Maria in front of him. That's why he fights him physically. Mm-hmm. It's why he's raping other monsters. Which, and an interesting fact, at one point you go through Pyramid Head's room, you find his room, and you can take the giant knife that he drags around behind him, and at any point in the game after that, you can walk around with that knife, and James has to drag it, and it just goes... <laughs> and if you have that dragging, the monsters in the vicinity will run. Oh. And so James becomes a predator. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, all these things, and that's why I think just the sim symbolism involved in this game um, well the manifestations yeah. of everyone's guilt of their fears of their trauma i think is so fucking beautifully realized yeah. and i think that's why to this day it is still one of if not the best horror game ever made. well and go like if you just want a good example of this if you want a good example of this sort of physical manifestation and you're not familiar with silent hill 2 <clears throat> just go google um oh, what's it called abstract daddy silent hill 2 oh the abstract and like that's <laughs> that's the thing I was talking about. That's in, um, that's the boss that you were yeah. talking about, and yeah. you will get a very very real understanding of the of, of the of the visualization that it's trying to conceive because it is it's visceral, and there's really no question as to what it's trying to convey. Uh, it's yes. pretty yeah. obvious. In the room, like I said, the room has holes yep. in it, and it's made of flesh, yeah. and it's just like this is sexual yeah. assault. But no, everybody in this game, Angela comes away fine. You have to kill Eddie because he's a fucking psychopath. But and then the last interesting thing I'll point out is, you wonder how does Laura, this little innocent girl who's an orphan who struck up a relationship. Oh, by the way, when she keeps saying no, she didn't die three years ago. She got sick three years ago. James is in denial. Oh. The reason Laura knew her way more recently was because James killed her recently. Mm. Um, but in in his mind, he, she, she died, she died to him she three sick. years ago. That's cool. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, I never caught um, that. But the thing is, the, the town calls out to people. It didn't call out to Laura. She got the letter, and I think and I think according to the lore, she actually hitched a ride with Eddie when he was on his way there. But the town reached out to people who it wanted to. And the town speaks to you through certain manifestations. So, with Laura, though, who is innocent, who didn't do anything wrong, hasn't hurt anyone, hasn't done anything, she doesn't see any monsters. She wanders around the town normally. Uh-huh. And that's how she gets to all these different places. And you're, like, and that's why James is like, how did you get here? There's monsters everywhere. Are you okay? we got to get you out of here. And she's like, what are you talking about? Uh, so- she has no guilt. She has nothing. She has done nothing wrong. She's innocent. The town does not prey upon her. <laughs> 
So James, he finds his closure when he remembers these memories, right? And I guess fights the manifestation of either Mary or uh, Maria, depending on how you play the game. There's several different or endings. a dog. Um. Well. Or right. oh, the joke. Okay. Yeah. The joke ending. Um. That's the ending. Ending. The final boss fight. Sometimes you fight Mary. Sometimes you fight Maria. I think. Uh, but the canon ending is he's going. You have this. Actually, it's probably the best acted point in the game where you read out a message or the the voice actress for Mary reads out a message for James um, and it's actually pretty well done and then um, you, you realize that he drove his car off um, into the lake and killed himself so he could be with her and that's how that game ends um, cano- yeah. canonically there are a lot of different endings like the best one which is only translate. it was only done in Japanese there's no American there's no English translation where you walk in and it's a dog at a con- at a control a control board, <laughs> and it was Cabin you the, in the whole woods, time. Dog style. And he just comes over and licks you while you're crying on the floor. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's Silent Hill Two. I I cannot recommend that game enough. It's one of those things where man, this game is aged. It has fog everywhere, so you can't see it. The combat sucks, but all that stuff. Yeah, it's like we're getting makes the game. We're getting better. a freaking resurrection of Resident Evil Two, which, granted, in its own rights, is phenomenal. Come on, guys. Can we get a real resurrection of Silent Hill? Please? That would be cool. Good luck. Konami's fucking dumpster fire. Well, right just now. sell it. Come on. Sell it to someone, Give it to someone who cares. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Man. Oh, you were right anyway. about those, uh, about that particular monster. But Dude, the other monster like, It's super phallic. Like, yeah. there's there's yeah. really nothing about it that leaves anything to the imagination. Pyramid's head, uh, Pyramid Head's spear is very phallic, yeah. too. Like, there's a lot of phallic in the dream. I just feel like Abstract Daddy was a, some terrible jazz music. <laughs> <laughs> and next, <laughs> next on Open Mic Night, we have Abstract, Abstract Daddy. Daddy. Oh, God, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a nice little bow on this. I think that something that we'll be able you know, because we, we, we mentioned Amnesia, and ironically, Amnesia would tie in beautifully um, to sort of the themes we've discussed in this is... Uh, you know the, the 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 biggest thematic thing that at least we find most interesting in horror seems to be this idea of memory and of personal experiences um, and specifically personal fears and traumas being manifested in ways mm-hmm. that we can't really explain horror. and yeah. and yeah. understand and um, it, yeah because yeah, it's not, it's, you're, you're not running away from some big bad monster like from the outside that's just trying to kill you for no reason it's like it's some aspect because, of yourself yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. it's something that you could actually tie into something that affects you every day and I think that's that that is what makes a horror story that's what makes a game a movie a book you can run from Michael Myers you can't run from yourself yeah that's yeah. what makes it so good mm-hmm. what if I am Michael Myers then you can't do either one <laughs> yeah you're fucked yeah <laughs> Well, <laughs> Maybe that's why he's so tormented. Anyway, Jason's probably in your closet, so go check that out. But take something to attack him with. So... You probably and... win, so have fun. Yeah. Anyway, time for news. All right. Well, that concludes our main segment. We're going to go ahead and hop into our news segment after a quick little break. Stay tuned. better. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The 
party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. And we're back with some spooky news and some non-spooky news. And all sorts of news today. In a sense, some of my news is Well, I have a Kick us off, Josh. We do the news. It is the spooky news. We do the news from the Sagely Stage Stooge. It is our cast. Ooh. We do the spooky news. Yeah, nice. Monster that was awesome. Ahead of time, that's good. We can we can always fill that in with like some higher pitch. You guys in the background singing the yeah. Sweet, now I have that, we can cut it. And put Sweet, it. yeah. Great, yeah. yeah, that's going to be great. Or we'll just leave it all like that, so it'll just be us being <laughs> idiots for a couple seconds. Yeah, that's fine. Either way. I just remember the Oni plays uh, where they redid Monster Mash, and they had the great line, He got whiplash! <laughs> it was a really bad crash. It was a really bad crash. I fucking died when I first heard The it. only thing right. that <laughs> still rhymed with the original Monster Mash was, It is our cast, and it really doesn't fit, which I love. Oh, no, that's, that's great. All right, so who's going first? Um, I guess I can. All right. Yeah, it works. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So it's it's been a little while since this happened, but it's appropriate, I feel like, with it being spooky. And animal news, which I am spooky. so fond of. Okay. Let's combine two amazing things. Yes, I, as, as am I want to do. <laughs> All right. So uh, you guys ever been to Ipswich in, yeah. in the UK? Yeah, there last week. Yeah. I vacationed there. Well, if you were there recently... <laughs> I bury my bodies there. And trying to sleep, you would it's have heard upon the breeze the children's Two nursery song. Red eyes. <laughs> Floating Unexpected. upon the breeze is a children's nursery song, uh, well known. It's raining, it's pouring. The old man is snoring. He went to bed and bumped his head <laughs> and didn't get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so if you're living in this little town and, you know, it's at night and that uh, just starts blowing <laughs> through the breeze. That's pretty fucking creepy, right? Are you saying some kind of crazy? Sure, as long as it's like in minor. I mean, because if it's like in, you know, like just so a happy word, then it's, it's just kind of weird. It's raining. It's Yeah, but if it's like it's, it's raining, it's pouring. Well, I like <laughs> to think it's the latter, but I'm not really, yeah. I'm not really sure. It's it's a little off-putting to have it play loudly on the breeze in your neighborhood at night. Sure, you know, like. Fair it's enough. gonna keep yeah. you up. Like, what's hap- Why are you doing gonna, this? Who's, yeah. Are you Can trying to creep this, me out? Like, and it's. I'm sure yeah. it's on like loop. Um, but anyway, um, they did some investigation into why this creepy phenomena was happening. Wait, it was so it's not, and it's been not happening immediately. It, obvious. No, it's yeah. No one was sure what was happening. It's, it's happening for like a month on end or so. Um, and then uh, this was in September. Um, let's see. She was woken up at 11:15 p.m. Um, for like a few weeks in a row, this is Miss Randall, and this is according to the Independent.co.uk news story. You just like go next door and be like, "Hey, kids, can you fucking shut up?" Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, let's <laughs> see. We did hear the nursery uh, playing, and it did sound very eerie at that time of night. Uh, the, when they came in to investigate, they were like, "You're, you're shitting us. This isn't happening." Um, apparently, oh, you're shitting us, you are. Apparently, when they tracked it down, the child's voice was being played through a loudspeaker on a warehouse a few hundred yards away. Um, on the Farthing Road Industrial Estate. Um, 
And at this, like at this stage, like the like the interviewee uh, said, the spokesperson for the Ipswich Council or whatever, we're like, why is this playing like, <laughs> from a warehouse? What, you know, what is the point? Yeah, of... in the middle of the night, why are we doing? It's it? a murder warehouse. Um, so it turns where out Dexter does his stuff. There were these motion sensing cameras uh, for um, for security purposes um, that were being triggered by spiders that had built their webs in front of them. So, uh, and uh, still, I don't know why. Spiders do tend to trigger a lot of people. Well, they triggered (laughs) the alarm system, and apparently the alarm system in Ipswich at this factory was to play It's Raining, It's Pouring. Why is that? That's, I don't know. Because it's fucking Because it is kind of creepy. Like, you're trying to break into a warehouse. Like we just discussed. If it's just like, if you're breaking into a warehouse, and all of a sudden, it's raining, it's pouring. Because you think it's a goddamn ghost. I wouldn't think it's a goddamn ghost, because it sounds like it's coming from the fucking PA system. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, but I think that I'm about to get murdered by some weird murder guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Murder guy has his nest in the warehouse. It's and, not just an alarm playing. It's this and child I'm space. A layer of weird murder guy. Yeah, oh, God. and I'm not in space, so <laughs> I'm in the warehouses like, in all the UK. I wanted him to hear way more. <laughs> so these yeah, spiders, I, I think they were just trying to freak the everyone out. But yeah, it, just trolling everyone. Dude, spiders are great. I freaking love spiders. <laughs> a spokesperson for the site told them that it was only supposed spiders. to be heard. Um, for off the, as a deterrent for opportunistic thieves, uh, and it wasn't supposed to be heard by anyone that wasn't on their land. But apparently, their le- their speaker system was a little louder than they had intended. I need. Please yeah. tell me that that system has like an acronym that's like a D F O T. Deterrent for opportunistic <laughs> yeah. thieves. I'm just so trying. I'm sure it's totally supposed to be. It's very, yeah, it's very British as well. Isn't that kind of the like definition of a thief? Is like being opportunistic. Yeah. Well, they're at home, but I guess I'm going to try to burgle them anyway. Like, <laughs> 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 this is really Lord. inconvenient. It would be easier to wait, but uh, no. But uh, I've never been one. To be very opportunistic. <laughs> and the Ipswich Council, they uh, said they believed it was the first time a nursery rhyme was used as a source of a noise complaint, which I could believe. Like, Yes, I would definitely. <laughs> we're calling the kids on had, like, some mom, like, room. singing her baby to sleep really loudly. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Play, Shut playing the it on, up! on guitar, you know, cranked up or something. Jimmy Crack! <laughs> yeah, got her amp. It's a Betsy Spider. These fucking kids keep singing a nursery rhyme, nurse, my house. Sir, you live next to an elementary school. Shut the fuck up and deal with it. I work nights. I deserve my sleep. Um, One one other kind of funny thing. Um, Apparently, uh, there was a survey done, and spiders and other insects are said to be responsible for 30% of false burglar alarms. Um, What? Yeah. That's enormous. That number. is a large amount. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Oh, uh, was that it, in Britain or everywhere? It was a survey by, of homeowners by the charity. Um, yes, the charity. Well, yeah, that doesn't sound spooky at all. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So that's that's what oh. I had. Not not a lot, but some spiders love you, uh, freaking some people out. It's kind of spooky. All right. Um, I guess let's go with Grady's. Grudel. All right. Let's go with mine. So uh, recording day uh, is. Sunday, October. Is that 7th. like the day after the, Boxing Day? It's yeah. It's just you know, <laughs> not very well known. You record but, the uh, things that you get for Christmas. Boxing Day. That's a. That's stupid. Anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Stevens and a well-known opponent of boxing. We are losing just, all of our British followers right now. It's just creeping them out and made calling up. them dumb. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, Creep them out and call them dumb. It's election day in Brazil, <laughs> and they're going to elect their president. Well, they're going to try. Yeah, they're going to try. If the, if someone doesn't get, like, 50%, then it's a runoff. But, but then all of then, a sudden... Does that mean someone just, like, runs off? And they well, they get wins. a bunch of spiders and they have them chase the candidates, yeah. and then whoever survives, <laughs> whoever survives. doesn't get consumed by the spiders, uh, they become president. Man, I, I, I kind of like that. I kind of like that as a as a political. Uh, see, uh, you would think, but you just end up with really process. fast candidates. And, well, if they're and, fast, uh, then they probably they're yeah. not. They don't know anything about government. They're just quick. You yeah. know, Usain Bolt can lead. Ain't allergic to spiders. <laughs> um. All right, so yeah, they're having a presidential election, and I wanted to talk about the guy who is in the in the in the lead there, because uh, there's just been a lot of news swirling around this guy. Uh, Creepily swirling. His name is, uh, yeah, ominously, <laughs> as two glowing red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> glowing. Uh, Lord Mothman. Hey, if I'm gonna have a lizard man jar, Grady's gotta have a Mothman jar. <laughs> yeah, uh, his name is Jair Bolsonaro. El Mothman. And uh, <laughs> he is a far-right political candidate. Now, he's been a politician for a long yeah. time. Um, and he's he's in the lead mainly because their former president, uh, Lula, who... <laughs> like Cholula? Cho Cholula. Uh, not Lula. Uh, <laughs> he's delightful. got like a long name, but he goes by his nickname Lula. Because oh, he's yeah. Brazilian. And I thought it was do. a woman. Well, they're, actually, they're like she's most recent former president who got impeached was a woman, Dilma Rousseff. Oh, okay. But then before her was Lula. And he left office and everyone was like, Lula's so cool. But then he got Luna, arrested so cool. and convicted for corruption during his time in office. and Not so cool. Yeah. Well, a lot of people still thought he was cool and still wanted to vote <laughs> for corruption him. Corruption is that's cool. Why he was, it's, kind of, it's kind of a bummer that you were... Uh, you know, you had to be corrupt, but you're still also kind of cool. Dude, I know this is how it's going to sound, but that's just how things work down there. Eh, it's I like guess. a celebrity yeah, thing, you know? Like, I know you did a no, bunch of drugs. it's not a celebrity thing. That's how the institutions work. Oh, well, I just mean, uh, if, if yeah, the general yeah, understand public you're still corrupt likes and anyone else uh, would also be corrupt, so you're the least corrupt guy be, because you're cool. Oh, yeah, gotcha. be corrupt for us, basically. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah. his... His yes. predecessor, or not his predecessor, but his successor, Dilma Rousseff, the one that Chris was like, I thought she was a woman. That that woman got impeached for corruption stuff, um, and there was this big anti-corruption, you know, thing. Corruption and, for but the anyway, good. Lula was super popular, even though he had been convicted for this, and he was the front runner in the race until the Brazilian Supreme Court barred him from running. He was just running from prison. Uh, <laughs> for president hey that's not uh all that strange we had a news story of a guy trying to do that something like that yeah um oh, people are just he was the front runner and then they barred him from running so he's like oh shit um so the his party had to put out some little loser for uh their candidate and he's not doing nearly as well so that's why this guy you said loser and i almost did something dumb <laughs> But I was a good boy. Good boy, good boy. But now that you've mentioned it, you have to do it. Nope. <laughs> and so Bolsonaro is in the lead. And he is, like like I said, a far-right candidate. Um, and he's, he's, he's pretty offensive. Uh, and okay. there's this big movement to, like... To, he doesn't to have the, much defense. It's called Ellen Now. Like, not him is what it translates to. Uh, oh, man. Which... 
pretty much assures he's going to win pretty much anytime there's a stop so-and-so movement like that person's gonna is about to win something um like that's why the movement arises is because he's so close to winning Uh uh-huh and um so i wanted to kind of talk a little bit about some of the things that i as digging into the story i i found this first on the intercept article by sam cowie about uh this guy and some of the crazy shit that's going on in there uh in their election uh, one thing that i thought was pretty crazy is that bolsonaro uh, about a month ago was stabbed uh oh i remember reading that he, i didn't read much beyond that but i remember reading he was stabbed yeah he got stabbed he's been in the hospital for a while he's only recently uh come out from his you know recovery time that'll just light a fire under people who support him <laughs> mm-hmm. oh well yeah. you know uh, it goes both ways because people are saying the other uh the workers party the opposition party uh what's his know, party called his party, party called? is called i don't actually know i think he's just well great looks that up a little bit of well it's not breaking at this point but it's breaking to us i don't know if maybe if y'all knew or not social liberal our, party on our spooky social um party, yeah. uh theme um scott wilson died last night uh, he was in known for his role in The Walking Dead and in Exorcist Three. Wait, oh, who is Herschel? It was Herschel, uh, it was Herschel it was in Herschel. Walking Dead. No, oh, yeah. really? Oh, that's yeah, a shame. He, he, I really like that died guy. Last night at the age of seventy-six. Rest in peace, oh, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. He was. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the best characters in The Walking Dead. I thought. Oh yeah, he's awesome. I haven't watched it in years, but I remember watching. Back back when The Walking Dead season, was still like good. I remember season two being fucking garbage, and then it got better after that, and then I dropped off. Uh, Josh is right. He is from the Social Liberal Party. Um, the, That's considered far right down there. Well, yep. no, it's it's not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. It's it's right wing, but it's not usually as crazy as he is. But anyway, like his party was saying, the workers' party was the ones who tried to kill him. Uh, the workers' party is saying that he's his campaign staged it. Um, there, and there's all sorts of stuff about what he's what Bolsonaro has said in public. That's actually you know stuff that's proven that he said, and then rumors about each side and the other they're saying that uh that bolsonaro threatened to kill one of his ex-wives um and then his campaign said that the newspaper that published that was paid a bunch of money to run that fake story and it's just like what do you even believe you know it's Um, something like that that at least you know is is divided and as garbage as american politics is right now i can always point to that and just go at least it's not (laughs) to the point where no, uh you faked your assassination attempt. No, oh man, I totally got stabbed. Yeah, well, you did this, and I don't have to prove anything. I just have to say it, and then people are that's like what, going back and forth of whether it was fake. That's or what not. we call <laughs> a moral <laughs> victory, Chris. <laughs> yeah, <I'm>, <laughs> Josh, I think that's your. That's good. That, that's, that's your best joke, I think, so far. That was really, good. really, really good. That was really, really good. Here's some uh, here's some quotes by Bolsonaro, just to give you an, a sense of this guy. Uh, he apparently uh threatened uh gay people he saw the that this is a former president was seen in a photo holding a rainbow flag at an event in support of gay marriage uh bolsonaro said his quote was i won't fight against it nor discriminate but if i see two men kissing each other on the street i'll beat them up (laughs) (laughs) i won't discriminate Uh, against it i will just outright commit violence Uh, homophobia is a really big deal in his campaign say his name again 
Bolsonaro. Yeah, yeah Messiah Bolsonaro was caught was caught punching gay people again today. Is <laughs> the fifth? While his secret service looked on. Well, he could get like the <laughs> his family friend, close confidant guy to dress up as police and go do it. That'd be more French. <laughs> That's oh, true. That's a more banal affair situation. Uh, here's another one. Um, in an interview with Playboy in December 2011. Oh, great. Uh, Why are you interviewing oh, him, God. Playboy? <laughs> he's just some Brazilian politician at the time, you know? He's like, uh, I've got some Brazilian says, chicks that I can throw your way if you interview me. Uh, yeah, smart. Uh, he said that he would, quote, would be inc- incapable of loving a homosexual son. I would prefer my son to die in an accident than show up with a mustachioed man. Which is apparently some sort of Portuguese like reference to a macho but homosexual man. Hmm. Oh my gosh! This guy <laughs> does not like uh, homosexual people. Pistachio. But whoa, something bad just happened. Yeah, Stephen, are you there? He's not there. Stephen, I think your mic did the thing it does, or did that one time. Oh man! Oh, yeah, he's okay. muting now. Let's put a pause on this. So, um, anyone want a blowjob? Uh, yeah, not if it's from some mustachioed man. I say we have a flush noise here. Yeah. Okay. So, little. If this cut off pretty abruptly, Stephen disappeared. Uh, Stephen disappeared, and we didn't know what would happen in the middle of one of Grady's sentences. And it turns out that we have decided that Steven is now recording from an internet bathroom. On location. Yeah, I, Why don't you give us internet bathroom? There, <laughs> yeah, I got I got sucked into my computer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, we didn't know where I was. Um, I and now I find myself in an internet bathroom. So I'm recording from uh, an internet bathroom mic. So you can imagine that you know it's covered in feces. God knows what and internet bathroom particles. Know, uh-huh. It's like weirdly rusty and you're not exactly sure like why like why is this room so gross? Someone left the bathroom. Like, someone left I, the just pizza so, in one of the stalls and you don't <laughs> I'm just so glad that like we were pizza. able to quickly montage uh the rest of the Sagely Stage Stooges um building a machine to contact the internet bathroom uh to find Steven and his entity so that maybe one day we can pull him we're back. We're gonna need some money, we need to donate. Yeah. Please. So yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Please, please support us on on the flush, Steven. We've fund. got to set up a Patreon for this yeah. <laughs> on on the <laughs> on the Patreon that will exist someday. Uh, Steven's in the internet now, so I think well, he's going to create that. For yeah, yeah, if we don't set up, Josh, I really like that hashtag flush Steven. We got hashtag flush Steven. Yeah, we got to flush me out of here because let me tell you what. Like everything looks really sticky and gross, <laughs> but it's the internet, so it's actually not like it. Technically, it's not, but like, there's some really horrific things going yeah, on. Yeah, there's all me. like pornos being shot and stuff. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's and terrible. with like ads in front of them, though. You know, oh like, man, it's sure. like weird gifts. I mean, like everything is like in gift form. Mm. It's we feel for you, Stephen. Alarming, uh, yeah. but we have a job to do, and that job is to give our listeners the news. Yeah, so, so do your best to uh, finish up your news. So don't, yeah, don't don't mess it up with your bathroom stuff. Uh, I'll do my best. All right, so well, before we left, I was telling you how Bolsonaro, our favorite guy here, uh, told a – this was actually in the uh, Brazilian like House of Representatives style thing in a debate with a woman, uh, told her that, quote, I wouldn't rape you because you don't deserve it. Uh, oh, no. And they asked him to oh. – you know, later on they asked him, like, hey, what the fuck was that about? And so we cleared it up. You know, He said, quote <laughs> – 
This is no like, one deserves rape. This is like how not to apologize one on one. He said, quote, she doesn't deserve to be raped because she's very ugly. She's not my type. I'd never rape her. I'm not a rapist, but if I was, I wouldn't rape her because she doesn't deserve it. That is, you didn't walk anything wow. back at all. No. Yeah. You just explained what you said <clears throat> briefly. Like, yeah, that's not, apolo- that's not an apology. That's just. Let me explain. I was saying uh, that she doesn't deserve to be raped because she's ugly. Like I, yeah, let me no, just clarify why. And I have no sexual attraction towards her whatsoever. Therefore, I would never rape her. Yeah. Awful. What was the, what was unclear about what I said previously? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know why, why y'all are struggling with this. this. Uh, 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 <laughs> next question. You know? Yeah, Jeez. move on. This is dumb. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the Brazilian president, to, well, the probably future Brazilian president, that was him talking about that. He's also said he's pro-torture. He said he's praised Augusto Great. Pinochet. Well, so are, so are Americans. And, uh, so that's fine. Well, that's kind of what he, well, not Americans, but he said, I'm pro-torture and the people are too. So he's just like, what? People like it. So what? Um, Everybody likes a bit of the torture. I can torture and it, you can just, too. We just call it advanced interrogation. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's uh, praised Augusto Pinochet. He's praised this, uh, some Pinochet? other. Pinochet? Uh, Pinochet. Yeah. Pinochet. <laughs> Is it Pinochet or Pinochet? I've always said Pinochet, like but I don't I know. think it's Pinochet. Oh, okay. I, I don't know how it's supposed to be said. That's just how I've always said it. Um, I, sorry, derailing things. And uh, he's jokes. also uh, praised some Brazilian past war criminals um, for like torturers in chief and stuff like that. A pretty bad guy in general in terms of the stuff he's, he's said. He's my torturer in chief. <laughs> No, yeah, but his ex- <laughs> his excuse for a lot of this is like that's what the pe- the people like these people the people like this like right mm-hmm. yeah he's just saying like I'm a I... man of the people I say what they want you know I say or what this they is say. like an awkward like one day he was like slicing up some dude in like a back alley like you're gonna give us the money and then like some a crowd gathered and then they like started yeah like, give him the money no, like slowly started <laughs> clapping and then he just kind of like, looked around and like wait a minute and then like. Slowly like started this. moving the knife back towards him, and they got excited, and he like did like a quick little, <laughs> yeah, yeah, give him the money, give him the money. The people love he it. Pulled it away. The people he pulled it away. Torture. Everyone got quiet again. He gets closer and closer. They start getting louder and louder. Yeah. He touches it with the knife. They all start cheering. <laughs> he pulls it away. They all get quiet. <laughs> oh, so the people they love torture. So yeah, this guy he's set to win. Probably he might not win an outright majority, so they'll have a runoff, but. Uh, his supporters are pretty sure that he's definitely going to win. They say if he doesn't win, then the election is a fraud. So <laughs> that's, that's a great conclusion. So uh, we'll see uh, how things turn out in Brazil if they still you know, all have a democracy after a while. We'll see if that uh, you know continues to wow. be the case. Well, speaking of Sith, Josh. Um, yes, Sith Josh. I hate that guy. There he deals was in absolutes. Last Josh. last week. There was a new episode of South Park. And oh, yes, on that of episode of South Park, they readdress Catholic that sex scandals. Um, I don't know if any of y'all remember, but years and years and years ago when these first things first started coming out, uh, there was an episode where uh, the local priest in South Park, Colorado, um, gets fed up it's with like all these other priests doing Catholic it. Catholic love and or then, something Yeah, like he goes that. to the Vatican and you find out that there are Gilgamex Catholics who are aliens and <laughs> Well, of course we have to have sex with little boys. A yoga mix female's vagina has razor sharp teeth and all these other things. Um, <laughs> so they start portraying the new recent um, outline of, you know, the massive cover-ups and everything. And Butters befriends the town priest because he, every single time he does a sermon now, um, 
immediately. You know, the whole congregation like makes jokes. They interject with like molestation jokes in the middle of it. Oh man! Um, and so he's just like, I don't know if I need to give up or not. And then Butters just goes, No, you can't give up. And they become friends. And then people think that there's something fishy going on there. And then Butters starts bringing him to children's birthday parties. And the church shows up. Yeah. We're gonna help you out, man. What do you mean? Just go on this vacation. And then they bring out this giant machine that's built to get rid of semen. <laughs> like, excess oh, semen on everything. They purify it all. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking hilarious episode. <laughs> well, there is a man named Bill Donahue. Who, he is... Depending on your affiliation, you may have heard this name you before. You may have heard this name before. Um, I believe he runs the uh, Catholic League. And... He's the president. The president of the Catholic League. And this was the statement he had to make over this episode. The October 3rd episode of South Park, titled A Boy and South His Priest, <laughs> portrayed molesting priests as pedophiles. This is factually inaccurate. Jesus. <laughs> Almost all the molesters, 8 and 10, have been homosexuals. Therefore, the cartoon victim characters should have been depicted as adolescents, not kids. In Hollywood, the creators of South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, are seen as courageous. They are really cowards. It takes courage to tell the truth. So he wants to, one, (laughs) nitpick this and be like, well, the kids... And no one in this episode gets molested, by the way. No one's trying to molest these kids in this episode, by the way. Yeah, they get kidnapped to keep quiet because of a misunderstanding. But he's the whole point is, well, these kids are little kids. I don't care about the context of the show always being little kids. They weren't old enough to have been molested in the real world, (laughs) (laughs) which would have made them homosexuals, (sighs) not pedophiles. Still rapists, but not pedophiles. Well, I mean, they're, they're technically still minors, but they weren't. What? You know what I mean. Pedantry, yeah, pedantry is the, yeah. The the real <laughs> problem isn't that they're. Yeah. <laughs> it's no the 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 reasoning and Grady and I were talking about this last night was apparently based around the idea that pedest um pedant pedantry pederasty uh, whenever they're older pet dentistry yeah pet dentistry um whenever they're older when they're teenagers but still under age it's called pedantry or whatever pederasty and. Pederasty, pederasty, yes. Um, Not pedophilia, pederasty. And according to them, there have been some prominent gay figures who have stated this as well, but this is still nowhere near, like this is beyond the pale to excuse it this way, regardless, that in the gay community this is common. So the Catholic Church is trying to spin this as, or the defenders of what happened are trying to spin this as, they're not pedophiles, it's just... They let gay people in like they shouldn't have done. And, of course, like gay people are wont to do, they started sexual relationships with teenage boys. And that's yeah. how they're trying to excuse it. What I really <laughs> like is they are cowards. It takes courage to tell the truth. Just like I guess it takes courage to uh, defend a giant cover-up involving tons of boys being molested by priests. Yes. Yeah, that, takes, that takes a lot of courage. It also takes a lot yeah. of stupidity. It's a real stand-up and, um, guy there, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it takes courage because, you know, if you were to tell the truth, then you risk, you know, PR nightmares, everyone hating you, alienating an entire population of humans who don't hate things that are disgusting, you know. Yeah. So the reaction that people should have <laughs> um, 
And then Grady and I started, you know, obviously this is disgusting. And then Grady and I started thinking, you know, even further. <laughs> what if one of the reasons in um, the Star Wars universe that um, Palpatine <laughs> wanted to overthrow the Jedi Order was that there was a covered up massive oh, God. youngling <laughs> molestation scandal. He, yeah, I mean, Palpatine's <laughs> the one with the real courage in that scenario. You know? But why, takes... why kill the younglings? It's not their fault. To well, protect them he's saving from their them. trauma. Oh, to save yeah. them from yes, their trauma. Because the Jedis are the It became necessary oh, to destroy the younglings to the save Jedis them. The Jedis are the Catholic... Yeah, oh, yeah. Think about it. They're really culty. That's a hell of a fan theory. To be, y'all should put that on the internet somewhere. No, you heard it oh, here first. No. You had to save them from from that ultimate. That, from that ultimate yeah. fate. I uh, now to be fair to the Jedi, it would probably <laughs> they probably nothing was going to happen to them as younglings. It was probably not going to happen yeah, until their adolescence because they were yeah because it was pederasty. So, like, did did it happen to Anakin? The is the question. Jedi, they mistakenly led into the order. Yeah, that, that was so, their did real it mistake. Did it happen to Anakin? When is Anakin harboring a grudge? Maybe. Ooh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think it was Obi Wan. I, I mean, I hope not. No, no, no. Of course, no. It's it goes higher than that. It was totally Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> that was how their vision was clouded by the dark oh, side. No. Was uh, letting oh, in. No, no, the fall of Jedi Order. Mm, Master Yoda, oh. trouble rocking he has. Maybe give oh, hand. No. <laughs> no. Well, uh, I don't want to think about it. Funny, Funny Yoda. <laughs> Anyway, no, uh, fuck oh, this dude. Uh, I don't know how more tone, how you can possibly get any more tone deaf than that. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like so he saw funny. a like, scene from it and then started spewing his bullshit. Well, and it's like there's so much that you can dissect about that. You know, the whole like. Do you even oh, know what no, South Park it's, is? Oh. It's okay. <laughs> it's it. it they, South Park was wrong because we didn't, or you know, these people didn't molest children. They just raped adolescents. And they were okay. homosexuals, they were right. and that's the reason why they did it. They yeah. Like, and they weren't pedophiles. They were just gay. awful, disgusting homosexuals. But, like, there's an under... So there's a, make sure you get it right. Yeah, what the so fuck? is he saying they're actually awful, disgusting homosexuals, or mm-hmm. is he saying... That's the like, implication. Oh, yeah, he's a okay. Catholic. Yeah, because he's, he's Catholic. It's because, still terrible, but this is the let, reason it's a different kind gay, of terrible. gays have a, a, a history of starting relations, like, grooming teenagers, and them. I, that's what they say. Yeah. So, that's his reasoning. Ultimately, it's yeah, it's the most ridiculous statement. I like for anything. It's so yeah. silly. Mm. It's insane. Well, oh, sorry, sorry. What, what's what's that? Yeah, the the guy in the stall next to me agrees with us. <laughs> good, good. Is he? Oh, I'm glad to hear you're not there alone. Steve. Is he willing to uh, a, to come on Steven, do a piece? Is it, is it a? Is it actually another guy, or is it like an avatar of someone? Is it like a? Oh, it's a bit. Yeah, no, no. It's like a bitmoji. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. as long as it's not like someone's like furry avatar or something. No, no, no. Like yeah, no. Someone like maybe you wandered into the the bathroom for Second Life or something like that. Yeah, no. It's like your uh, like you know, your boomer your boomer your boomer parents bitmoji that you know they're still trying to use oh, even though it's no. not a thing anymore. That yeah. <laughs> I see people already. Well, thanks for the support, <laughs> bitmoji person, and listen yeah. to the podcast. Tell your uh, friends. Tell your non-Catholic friends to listen. <laughs> That's fine. I probably, you know, Protestant anyway. So, Stephen, you got some spooky news? 
I got some spooky news. Um, Straight from the toilet of the internet. Which is one of the spookiest places on earth. Yeah, I'm <laughs> here in the bathroom of the internet, and I, boy, can I tell you, I've got some... From the field. Some spooky news. Actually, it's it, it's spooky in the broadest sense. Okay. So, um... I do like broads. The... Because <laughs> I'm not one of those filthy homosexuals. Uh, <laughs> no, pet All right, Bolsonaro. <laughs> pet interest. You're not worth it. Um, Would you oh beat them up? So, in uh, where was this? Arkansas. It, Arkansas. Wait, it's who's Kansas? Kansas, you uh, idiot. Midway. It's our Kansas. <laughs> in Midway, Arkansas, um, a a hole was found in the ground and from it that was shooting red flames 12 feet high spontaneously erupting oh god oh the end's now this hole shows up fire shoots up out of it like way up high 12 feet how big around is that out hole? of nowhere tiny it's small like if you look at the they didn't actually say like it, I, i'm not i'm not finding anyone uh but they did well, put like okay. a 13 miles diameter next to it tiny. took a picture <laughs> yeah i know it's only like maybe like a foot in diameter maybe and it's three and a half feet deep so it's not or a it goes hole. all the way to hell um probably it burned it burned for a while um it measured temperatures up to as high as uh 78 degrees 780 degrees. Oh, I was about to say 78's like nice and balmy. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's a devil hole if I've ever seen one. Balmy. They just huddle around it in the winter, just like, oh, this feels like, nice. Oh, this nice. It's a nice 78 <laughs> degree hole in the ground. No, 780 degrees inside the hole. Okay, that's a little hotter. Uh, the fire chief, the fire chief said. Um, they don't know what caused it. Whoa. What caused it? I have no idea. There's no gas lines nearby, and there was no smell of natural gas, says fire chief Donald Tucker. Don old like Tucker. Old Don Tucker. But what I think is the best, um, you know, as they as they as we eliminate things that it could have been, yeah. um, Ty Johnson, an Arkansas geologist, told TJ. Um, well, it's definitely not Ty Johnson. Can't be him. He, <laughs> he says he says I can't think of any geological situation that would allow this to happen. Um, Geology says I will not allow this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. They, um, the, you know, local news, there's, there's several local news quotes that I'm pulling from this. Um, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, the Springfield News Leader, KY3, um, there's all kinds of stuff. So, Arkansas local news. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, Judge Mickey Pendergrass, he told the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, <clears throat> And I quote, as far as the spiritual Satan goes, we've ruled that out. He did not come up and stick his pitchfork in the ground and blow that hole out. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, Jimbo shows up and he says, well, well, that ain't a Satan hole, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I've seen Satan holes before. I ain't one. You come over around my mm-hmm. neck of the woods, we got Satan Hole galore. This ain't one of them, though. I mean, I live all this down in Satan Hole holler down here, and we got them all over the place. It's completely wrong. It ain't bigger enough around, for one. <laughs> it's only one hole. Satan Holes are closer to 78 degrees, I'll tell you that. 
Jesus. That'd be a really <laughs> lame <involving>. Satan. <laughs> he just wants to keep the place warm in the winter, man. That's all. He's trying to help you out. Yeah, so Stephen, what do you it's think not a Satan. Also, it's not yeah, the biblical Satan. It could uh, yeah, be the spiritual. Any of the, well, no, it's or, yeah, spiritual, spiritual Satan. Satan. It could be any of the other Satan. Spiritual Satan. Uh, one it of could our, be the yeah, manifestation I mean, of the entire town's guilt, like Silent Hill. And it's just, oh, like, shit. Yeah. It, it culminated in a one foot or a three foot deep hole. <laughs> they're they're yeah, pretty they're virtuous there. The, yeah. They just shot fire for the next forty minutes or so. They're, yeah, they're fine. Okay, like, no, okay. If it's spitting fire, it's not a lot the of whole guilt. point is there's not a lot of there's not a lot of hate and pain in that town, but they just talk a lot of gossip. <laughs> and they and feel a the little bit guilty about it. They feel about one foot wide. Guilty about it. <laughs> <laughs> the temperature uh, of the hole can uh, uh, directly correlates to the amount of gossip is ha- happening in town. We've ruled out the spiritual Satan, but uh, we still have uh, so one of our top. Yeah, Satan one of our top still, suspects still, 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 still. is uh, there. is uh, oh, Steven, Jonathan is Satan Brown, uh, local resident. Well, she <laughs> he likes to dig holes and set them on fire. <laughs> Leo Satan. We're not ruling him out. Classic MO. But he 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 um, Pendergrass followed this brilliant analysis up with um, what ignited it and what fueled it, we still don't know. And it may remain forever a mystery. <laughs> wow, that's a poetic well, uh, ending for Arkansas. Yeah, it's just that just means they're going to give up on it. <laughs> like, so... The thing <laughs> we don't have the fun to Well, it ain't Sorry. Satan, so we're done with it. Two-parter. <laughs> one. Actually, what the fuck caused this? Because... I think it's a meteorite. Actually, what the fuck caused it? No, it's not big enough. It's just... uh, well, then it's a tiny. My one. guess was the natural gas thing, but if it doesn't smell like it, I don't know. Yeah, it did smell like natural gas. It could have been lightning. But That's doesn't natural gas not that... have a smell until we add one? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure we add smell to natural gas so that we know if there's a leak. That's a good point. But they still should have someone in the state of Arkansas that can tell if there's gas coming out of the hole. So surely they called that person. And, uh, well, but then you got to get into all this that. critical thinking and analysis and stuff. And no, yeah, we dangerous. don't deal with that here. No critical. Yeah. I think dangerous. it's outlawed in Midway, Arkansas. Actually, yeah. it's city ordinance. No critical thinking. Higher thought, yeah. whatever it was. I yeah, cr- yeah, we can't. We can't. Higher criticism. Higher, Higher criticism. Yeah, there you go. Higher criticism. Higher criticism. That's it. Can't, just can't go doing that. Can't do it, and not condone. Yeah, it is strange. Like, surely someone will try a little harder. It sounds it like may it go unsolved forever. If if the only thing on their checklist was uh, a spiritual Satan hole, right? And they like, check that off as a no, <laughs> then they should probably go back and and increase their like, checklist. Yeah, it's like yeah. So they so they went okay. So here was the yeah here was their order of operations. Okay, what caused it? No idea. Check. What caused it? Natural gas nearby? No. Check. Okay. Spiritual um, Satan. Geologist. Did it, did it, did, is there anything that geology could, no, no, nothing. Okay. Check. Spiritual Satan. Uh, judge. Nope. Not spiritual Satan. All right. Check. We're Their done. local expert. Done Let's go home. Spiritual Satan. <laughs> and then it's just conclusion unknown. And then they turn that into the public records. Yeah. And... That's going <laughs> to be fucking America's uh, Satan hole. And it's nothing on the Siberian one. Yeah, the Hell's weird. Mouth or whatever. Yeah, the Hell's the, Gates. I, yeah, but like, the Hell's Gate. What else do they have on their plate? It's been burning for like 20 years or something. They can't yeah. afford like the time to, you know, check this out a little more in detail, right? They're not, you know, what are they busting so a major with? narcotics ring or something or or dealing with a huge wave of crime in, 
I think we at the Sagely Stage Stooges need to go investigate uh, the uh, Midway Satan Hall. All right, everyone get some cameras together and practice your best looking really, really surprised looks at innocuous things. I will get the lighter fluid. <laughs> I'll get the lighter fluid and we'll just, you know, we'll set it back on fire and say, hey, I figured it out. It's lighter fluid. <laughs> I just lit it on fire. It'll, it'll go viral. There How long did you say it burned, Steven? Or did you? 40 minutes. What a lame Satan hole. Well, well, okay. And here's another one that I think is really good. So this is what makes me think that actually it's just some shithead who was just like, <laughs> let's see what happens if we put, you know, like Josh what said, was Goofy? In his what was like... that? <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't know Goofy um, was from Arkansas? <laughs> the fire burned for 40 minutes uh, from a hole believed to have been made by animals. Man, we got a, a dragon, real life dragon. Satan is it's part a dragon hole. Satan's part goat, dude. So it's not. It's so it's not the spiritual dragon. It's or the spiritual Satan. It's, it's just animal. Satan. Sounds like it's the Jersey Devil. Yeah. It's the Jersey Devil. Oh, no. yes. <laughs> now he can he's set mad small because fires. of his loss in our bracket, and he's setting fire to Arkansas. Now he's that he's slowly set... making his way here, <laughs> he's making his way. Yeah. Now that he can sl- set small uh, fires in small holes, I'm, I'm going to bump him a little on the bracket. <laughs> yeah, he might. He might have. Yeah. No, nah, I wouldn't have done much good against him. And the, the black. Oh, the uh, Palula dog. certainly didn't have a have a chance. I'm glad that it turned out with that coin flip that he won. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Well, it's great and spooky. Yeah. We'll never know. That's pretty spooky. Forever a mystery. Thanks and to remember, the, uh, the investigative prowess of the uh, of the, the Arkansas law enforcement community. It could be so, a um, joint hallucination. You know? Nah, it's Satan. A mass hysteria. <laughs> no, we ruled him out, man. Like dancing no, mania. I don't. The Satan not... experts of Arkansas <laughs> ruled Satan out. Not until I investigate myself. Maybe All right, well, opinion. I'll meet you there. Okay. Midway sounds like the place Satan would be if there was a place. <laughs> uh, unless it was called, like, Crossroads. You know, that's where... Oh, went down to the seconds, Crossroads. Yeah. Oh, for that, you gave your everlasting soul? I wasn't <laughs> using it. <laughs> and, all right, cool. Sweet. Sweet. All right, so, in conclusion, uh-huh. I would just like to say, um, as I'm here in the internet bathroom, I reached out to... The one and only person that I could think that might be able to help me out of this situation. Yeah. George so, Takei. So? I'm stuck in the bathroom. What do I do? Fire, 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 fire. <laughs> I, <laughs> I heard those are comfortable. Fire emoji. <laughs> She's the one that set the damn fire, I tell you what. Oh. Yeah. I made that joke earlier. No, oh, I, didn't you? I didn't hear it. Maybe yeah. not the spiritual Satan, but the technological one. <laughs> that technically the technological yeah. version of him. The conversation goes on for a while, but I thought that was great. Uh, I asked her, what do I do? How do I get out? She says, are you sure that you want to get out? Oh, wow. oh, man. She's keeping you She's there Cyrus amory to you with the... Yeah, dude. Yeah. I said, do you really want to I go said, home? I am. She says, you sure? <laughs> like, like it's bad out there. You leave the bathroom and you're just in the internet. You don't want that. I said, yes, help. She says, we're here to help. How can we assist you? Oh, no. well, she's she's legion. legion. She's legion. I said, get, oh, that's right, I said, yeah. get me. I said, get me out. She says, out of where? I said, the bathroom. <laughs> she said, you are currently in 
the bathroom. <laughs> She's playing mind games with it's me, It's like man. a shitty mall map where it says, you are here. <laughs> so I guess I'm stuck here, guys. It's a, yeah, it's I, a I, loop. The I, one person that could help you is just in an, in, it's too an stupid insane to loop of... Well, we'll do our best to get you out of there before the next episode because we may or may not have a ghost hunt to go on. We're gonna we're gonna exercise you from the internet. Yeah, dude. On the next podcast. Yeah, get some exercise in the internet, Stephen. Yeah, Stay dude. in shape. That's called jerking off. Uh, I, That's called watching I mean, a lot of I, porn and jerking it. Check. Am I even a body in here? I don't even know. Like, yeah, are you are digitized like, you know? or are you like? Yeah, I feel like. Are you a like, bit moji? <laughs> and if so which one i feel like i've got like zeros and ones in my arms like that so you are the matrix time. basically yeah that's nice now you're that episode yeah, of the shittier <laughs> you're like, the shitty matrix but... good thing you're in the bathroom yeah, oh that was <laughs> poop emoji on, on that, that joke note. poop emoji poop emoji poop emoji and with that <laughs> we've been the sage of stage two just yep. signing off in the bathroom for myself, Stephen, Chris, Grady, Boy. and Josh. We will come and get we'll you, Stephen, I promise. We'll try our best. Here we go on, we go all. Love you, baby. describes as slightly used mm, a little bit of poop in there <laughs> why would there be poop in there slightly used man